Hello and welcome to the salad cast. Remember, remember the fifth of November, the yeah. gunpowder salad cast and plops. Johnny B, Zachary Burgess, <laughs> get ready for explosion night. And Robert Kemp. <laughs> well, they never explode quite that dramatically and lengthy, do they? More like, like kind of <laughs> yes, paps, <laughs> paps, yeah, patoo, patang, pew pew pew. That's what you got to look forward to, or to look back on, if uh, if you are yeah. listening. We're very the week. We'll finish this podcast before that starts happening. <laughs> no, I wouldn't guarantee it around here. Yeah, it's been quite a few with my street already. They're doing stuff in the park up your street. Yeah, they will be. Uh, I think I'm going to go tomorrow though to Victoria Park and check out some fireworks. Ah, spadoosh. Oh, There's a big display at Alexander Palace, but it's like ticketed. I didn't, mm. and tons of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah wait, wait. Of course, in London, surely it's easy to just find one where you can just sort of observe it from a distance. Or yeah, I probably can. Probably from someone's house. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's probably one in Finsbury Park. Yeah, I could just look. Use one's eyes. Use my eyes. How about you guys? Zach, are you doing the torchlight procession? No. <laughs> Why not? I would do that if I was in Needham every year. It's amazing. <laughs> Well, it's not as amazing any longer because now you have to. Now you end up at playing Bloomfields. Oh. <laughs> Who wants to go to a goddamn football pitch? Oh, well, that you sounds... want to go there to scuff up the pitch, yeah? Really, and be like, I left my mark on this place. Apparently, apparently, the, the football team of Needham Market won two 0 last time they played in the first round of the FA Cup. They're in the second round for the first time ever. Wow, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's bizarre. <laughs> Who did they play? I don't remember. Hmm. Willisham, anyway. <laughs> Come on, they do. They're called the market men as well. <laughs> <laughs> market men. <laughs> There's not even a market in Needham. It's called been, Needham like, Market. That's why. I know, but I know, but I mean, there's more of a market. There was a market at some point. You have yeah. to assume. Yeah, I think but... they did. I think they did used to have a market, though, didn't they? In Needham, really. When we were well, presumably young. they had Stone a market, market before did. before there was a, basically a main road going through the ground. Yeah, <laughs> even though no. it's not technically a main road any longer, it, it was until pretty recently. But surely it's always been like a linear settlement along a road, right? A main road, like forever. Well, it followed the train and the river, didn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, but they yeah. didn't jam a market alongside before cars got more important. I think. Mm. Yeah, there must have been horses and carts and shit before then. It was a trading post. You've been playing Civ, it's a trading post. Post. Are there trading posts in Civ? And yeah, there was probably a lot of space immediately like behind the first house before it got yeah. big. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You probably put stuff all over the place. I don't know. Trading posts aren't Civ. Were they Civ? Or are they one of those like special buildings? Depends. Depends. Yeah. <laughs> Depends. Depends. Sounds familiar. Sounds like a kind of settlers type thing. Don't know though. I always remember the ones in Needham being at the um the little the little park like sort of in the middle of Needham if you know what I mean there's a, the, that that park that's basically used for football as well or was used for football as well that has the uh, sort of slope at the top end yeah the and then they yeah and then they put put the fireworks on top of that yep yeah. that's I mean it, it was a very convenient like 
like like it let them put stuff in a nice arrangement. Mm. I mean, maybe slightly slightly difficult to, for the people lighting them, <laughs> I suppose, to have to clamber up and down this hill. So they can't use the middle school field because middle school is closed. Is that why, or what? Or I don't know. I guess they never used it because it was a school, and they didn't want to have a bunch of fireworks shit left over on a school field. But they now used they it a couple of years, didn't they? Yeah, I've definitely uh, right. done a procession to there. I'm sure mm. at least twice. Um, from been... the car park, um, <laughs> like near the Crowley Park. Oh yeah, I think I do remember actually because they'd have it uh, like right in the middle of the field <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> so what's happening with the school? I don't know. Thinking... Are they leaving the building, or is it getting? It's probably getting knocked down for another crappy build. Yeah, housing estate, right? Be. Modern, crappy, super cramped housing. Estate. I don't understand yeah. how they think that they can fit basically two two schools worth of people into the smallest of the two schools. Mm. It's like, how is that even going to work? Bosmere is tiny. No, because they'll just move up to, they'll make Stone Market, like, so you go there after year four. Well, yeah. Probably. But, Probably. But, but even that place I don't understand, because, like, Stone Market, what, to the high school equivalent yeah. will become I mean, the main school. That big. But that's not that big, especially considering like um, there's a massive like a bunch of places as well, and there's a whole bunch more houses on the other side of the of the um, railway line since we were going there, right? Yeah, like, tons more. Oh yeah, so, no, that 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 state's now, that area is now massive. Yeah, where the hell are all these kids going? I don't I, understand, even regardless of how like how many people there are, why they wouldn't keep the bigger of the two buildings anyway. Yeah. Well, because it was kind of crap. I know Bosnia was kind of crap as well. Bosnia was way more recent than than the middle school. Yeah, the middle recent. school was like a proper like prison. Yeah, it was like a proper. <laughs> it was like a proper hardcore <laughs> building designed to withstand constant abuse mm. from hundreds of people. <laughs> I just, I just remember, you know, a hardcore building where it's made out of those bricks that have the weird wavy line carved into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's that about? <laughs> It was a prison, though. I just remember, like, the windows being like these big metal sort of rusting bars, basically. <laughs> just well, they were just big windows. They were like. Also, my worst memory of that place was was obviously the changing rooms you'd have to use for games because they basically just were the darkest grey imaginable and were just nothing but concrete. And it was it was horrible. Prepared you for going outside into the cold. Okay. Yeah. I think I've been in that building like twice, maybe once. Oh yeah, I suppose you dodged it. All. Yeah, yeah, I dodged it. Yeah, I remember going did, to a room did, full of. Well, computers. I was about to say, did you did you ever play scheme with us? That <laughs> that that weird ass summer thing. Mm, yeah, I think that was the only time I've ever been there. Yeah, because that was that always used to be there. I think that's why, because there was a room of computers that had like fuzzy space golf or something yeah. and and there was some kind of outside one of those blow up things where you on a bungee cord and you run along a track right there was one year yeah there was a, there yeah. was a bungee run yeah bungee run that's all i remember about that place uh, I don't know. There was, well, that play scheme was kind of awesome, like as kids. Yeah. They, they kind, well, <laughs> play scheme was like it was. It was it, the thing was, is it was run entirely by amateurs who didn't know what the bloody hell they were doing, <laughs> and like that's what made it kind of the most entertaining thing in the world. Well, like, the, the most entertaining thing about it was that they mostly didn't give a shit what you did. No, <laughs> it was just like here's some equipment, go and do something with it. Yeah, but it was all weird <laughs> equipment, right? Here's some stilts. 
hey kids, there's no health and safety here. Attempt <laughs> no. to use these stilts. Exactly. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna give you this hockey equipment, and obviously you're at a school, and you're gonna find a hill on which you can hit balls real hard down this pathway. Yep. Don't it's go to close. the actual pit, hockey pitch or anything. No. <laughs> But I'm sure there were some bounty balls about and uh, a quick cricket set, of course. Yeah. I can't even remember what that game was we always used to play. There, there was that little pathway around the side um, where it was like... <laughs> Sorry, where, we, and, like it was it off on each... or anything necessary. I don't think it was just like hit uh, the ball back and forth. Oh, we were really just mashing balls at each other. <laughs> okay. I remember one year, and they would never do this again. They basically built a box maze, right, <laughs> out of little cardboard boxes. Like just sellotape together, <laughs> or maybe we built that. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. That seemed like that would have been a lot of effort. Yeah, just us. There's, I only remember it one year, and then missing it every following year. It's like, <laughs> well, but I like getting in boxes because <laughs> you're a cat. <laughs> yeah. And also, there was one year where, for some reason, a spray can of hair starch got out and got into the uh, <laughs> got into our hands. I know. So we made really bizarre sculptures out of our heads. <laughs> Real stupid, and also there was like, uh, do you remember the wood burning thing? Yeah. Like here's a like, bur- a, a, you basically use a soldering iron to yeah. pour on wood, yeah, <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah, and then there was rubbings, and then there was there was always wax man. Yeah, there was always candles, candle wax, shitty candles. There's like weird bubbly candles. Uh, there was a textile section for a bit, of which I think a, a pillow that I made there may still exist at Needham um, until. I, don't know I think it's I, filled with bits of like cut up life jacket or something. It was really weird. <laughs> I don't know whether I still have them, but I definitely, until not that long ago, had some ancient, like actual school project textiles from textiles. Hmm. Like really badly made pillows and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Classics. I don't think, I'm not sure I have any of that stuff. Or at least I haven't seen any of that. Stuff no, yet. you probably you, prob- you probably don't have it. Your mum probably has. Yeah, in the likes of all that other junk. Oh, I think there was one week where we tried to make paper. Yeah, definitely. And that I remember that being kind of rubbish and full of holes. <laughs> I used to hate textiles. There used to be a whole textiles room, didn't there? Basically. Yeah. Well, you had the design workshop on one side and the textiles room on the other. Hmm. <laughs> or the art room, I suppose. Yeah. Wasn't just textiles. And the get out those rubbish, eight rubbish, like cheap as shit sewing machines. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I used to hate that. If we've got art in that room, you know, it's a bad lesson. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we're going in the other room. Oh, maybe we're going to be building cool stuff or playing with a giant turtle. Yeah, or fucking around with the three 486s in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, those are the, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the high, the most powerful computers in the school are the 486s. <laughs> And then there was the bank of 386s, which no one used to do anything on except for muck around with word art and play block out. Yep. There we go. There's our gaming there segue. Go. Block <laughs> out. Yeah. We, got, we got there. We got there. Cool. Yep, this is a podcast about video games. Time I to talk I could about have segued a lot sooner, actually, when we were talking about like that room full of computers where we had our first, probably our first experiences of virtual pool and... Duke Nukem know, as kids. Would, would it, I suppose maybe pool, but we definitely we surely would have played Jimmy White's Jimmy White's Whirlwind Snooker before that. Oh yeah, no, we'd have played that. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, that was when virtual pool was a thing. And I seem to remember someone playing Quake and 
I have an overriding memory of me spoiling that bit in the in the shareware version of Quake, where it looks like you're going to get crushed, but the ceiling stops just above your head, mm. and then be like, and the, like the guy going, "Oh no, what's going to happen?" I'm like, "Oh, oh, this is that bit where it's like, oh yeah, way to ruin the surprise, douchebag." Or something. <laughs> Great. Lemmings, they did lemmings in that room at one point. I seem to remember. The only thing I remember in terms of like Quake and old computers was not even that. Like many years later, in fact, when we when we had access to the computer room of the high school, for some reason we it was like they, those computers were still so bad that they still couldn't run anything really better than Quake at maximum. Hmm. So when we played Quake, and I was the only person who knew how to do mouse look, and it was just like, well, I'm just going to destroy you all that time. Because <laughs> you, you guys are dumb and don't know how to do mouse look. Yeah, man, you quit when we were teaching ourselves mouse look, yeah. Because you had to turn it on, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. With the console. <laughs> yeah. Remap what? the keys to WSAD. Yep, exactly. Who uses arrow keys? What are you doing? <laughs> Civilization <laughs> six, apparently. Anyway, and you can't change them. Oh, really? Yeah, it's weird, especially given that like XCOM uses WSAD. Anyway, well, I'm pretty sure they had the same thing happen in five for a while, where it's just like the, it, you could use them, but they didn't actually work very well. <laughs> right. Just click around the map, I guess. Yeah. Click and drag, that's what I'm doing. Well, apparently edge scrolling is more of the problem in Civ 6. Like, the, they made edge scrolling not really the edge of the screen, where it's just like, it's more like the edge of the, win, like the view window or something. I never use okay. edge scrolling anyway. No. Uh, I used to in Command & Conquer back in, like, 1997 or earlier. Did they have keyboard scrolling? I guess it must Prob- have, right? I don't know, maybe not. I can't Hello. remember it then. I'd always, I, in CNC and I always remember sort of pushing the edges of the screen or yeah. clicking the map to go somewhere. Yeah. Probably did. I mean, definitely StarCraft has, so presumably Warcraft 2 did. I don't know. don't know. News time. Well, we could go straight to Blizzard. Segway to Blizzard, given that you mentioned Blizzard. Warcraft. Not really that much to talk about. Uh, not really. No. I, 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 there's been some Overwatch updates, or is going to be some Overwatch updates. More, I should say, more more accurately, in that you know they finally finally officially announced that Sombra is going to be the next hero, the one that that whole ARG was about. Um. And she sounds like she might be really annoying to play against because she's a bit like Tracer, but blended with the spy from Team Fortress. Great. So she has a bit of invisibility, but she doesn't have an insta kill. She doesn't have like the backstab, but um, but yeah, has has some level of invis- invisibility and a teleporter, and yeah, she sounds like she could be irritating. Great. Yeah. Not sure. I'm not sure at this point. I guess new content for Overwatch is always something, but I'm not sure I'm on board with this. As always, I'm shouting, flying the flag for, I don't need more characters, I need more levels. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. And okay. the Halloween stuff ended and I didn't get any of the cool skins. Oh, I got one. Oh. I got one of the skins. I got Dr. Junkenstein. So there we go. 
Uh, and the other thing they, they are changing is that the the weekly brawl is being mode, which is the the, the one they exp- they change every now and then to be different modes, and they mix up the rules a little bit or limit the heroes in and stuff like that. Uh, they make they're fleshing that out into a uh, what they're calling arcade mode, which will have five of these ever changing rule sets um, active at any one time. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit more to it, I guess. So people want variety. And I'm saying the solution to that is more levels. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the only other bit of Blizzard news is they, I guess, in a similar vein to StarCraft HD, they're making all of Diablo 1 in the Diablo 3 engine. The question is, are they are they really making it, or are they just, is it just like, because I've never really played any Diablo games, I suppose. But, no, neither have I, really. But, like, to actually recreate the whole of Diablo 1, you'd have to do quite a bit it's like it's not exactly the same style of like overworld and stuff where you've got like the towns and things if I'm if I'm interpreting what I've seen of these games correctly yeah you have like a town area and then you go into like what looks like a haunted mansion yeah fight skeletons yeah <coughs> but I think they're ran- I don't know if Di- I assume Diablo 3 was randomly generated dungeons in the same way that 2 was I don't know if 1 was random but, mm, yeah, I don't know. But it's just like, at a certain point, are they really going to remake Diablo 1? Or are they. It, basically, it's a question of are they making new tiles, I suppose? Mm. Or are they just using the tiles they've already got but arranging them in a way that looks like Diablo 1? <laughs> I don't know. I, I assume they'd go all in and make it, like, you know, even mechanically and things like that, saying we're making it the Diablo 3 engine so it looks as nice as Diablo 3, but. Mechanically, it's functioning like. Yeah, because that would be quite make it a long con- work as well to uh, make it actually mechanically yeah. like one. And, and imagine they might make it control like three, if you see what I mean, because obviously Diablo 3 had a fairly successful console version. Sure. So they'll want to keep the, the improvements to that about. Um, but yeah, presumably structure and inventory and classes and all of that gubbins probably well, has to be the same. But then there'll be like, yeah, there'll be stuff that they will have to like deal with the co- controls for like looting and stuff was different in Diablo 1 I suppose yeah they might just have like auto loot or something they? and like health pickups and all that using potions well that's all in, that's all stayed with the series hasn't it that it's, stuff it's a bit different in 3 though I think because mm. as people often reminisce about Diablo 1 you didn't even just have one potion in your hotline you had several slots for potions and you just mashed them all <laughs> for yeah, yeah. you had like 8 well, yeah, the classic skill bar, didn't it? I guess. Yeah. Diablo might have been the inventor of the skill bar. I wonder if that's true. Maybe. That sort of MMO style skill bar that we're used to nowadays. Good question. That's a good. No, probably not. It's probably not even a good question. It's like, must, must have come before that. Like, those weird RPGs where you're like, like Grimlock. Was it Grim- Grimlock? Grimrock. Grimrock. Close. You know, the, the old RPGs of that style probably had skill well, bars or depends something. Depends whether you call that a skill bar, I suppose. Because mm. in Grimrock, it's like three icons below your character portrait that you click on. Yeah. It's like technically a skill bar, I guess, just not in a bar. <laughs> yeah. Okay, question for the internet. Where did the skill bar come from? 
Blizzard news. Know. What other news uh, we got? What else we got? Switch rumors. Yep. Yeah. Inevitably, it's like once they released a video that confirmed all the previous rumors, we now have new rumors. Okay, <laughs> <to laughs> continue to okay. rumor about. Well, the previous rumors were confirmed confirmed by the video, so maybe these ones are right. Confirmed. Yep. Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmation. Sounds like that drink from Futurama. Slurm. Slurm. Slurm confirmed. <laughs> yeah. So the new rumors are basic. Well, some of the some of them aren't exactly new rumors. It's more like rumors that weren't confirmed for the void video, but have got more strong after the video. Mm. Like the theory that. Maybe the what, at least one of the Joy Cons does actually have motion sensing, like oh. it has an IR sensor on the top, and the top of the screen when it's in the dock can act as the, as the butt sensor bar. Hence, why they kept showing it next to the screen. Yeah, well, I, potentially, I guess they want. Yeah. Like, I would guess most console when they show it, they don't show it how you actually have it in, in, in an entertainment. No, that's, that's true. <laughs> They'll have it sat on some pretty table on its own. Yes. And actually, in the case of the Switch, they would have used it to show the to clearly show the Taking screen changing. Yeah, but yeah. So apparently, at least one of the Joy Cons might have an IR sensor, so the screen might act as a sensor bar. And also, supposedly, the screen might actually be multi-touch, which would be very weird because it would mean that mm. in both forms, the mobile and the, and the mounted form, it would have a feature that it doesn't have in the other form. <laughs> Mm, yeah. Like when it's mounted, you wouldn't have the touchscreen, and when it's mobile, you wouldn't have the motion control. <laughs> That's true. Weird. Well, you would still have it because you could put it down. Well, not the IR motion it. control. Oh no, the best, the bar's still there. It depends whether it can use the top of the screen for the IR when it's not in the dock. I imagine it could, but yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Because uh, depends, hmm. depends how much of a battery drain that would be to run. Well, like it, it might depend on like the positioning because with the re remotes, it was always a problem of like distance and angle and stuff, wasn't it? <laughs> Between that sense, I mean, maybe the technologies for that's got better, but <laughs> when you're sitting like a foot away from the top of the screen, that might make it quite dodgy. <laughs> I think the touch screen could be cool. Like you basically have to make a game like a responsive website where you give touch controls when you're on the go, and then and then a six foot interface for the TV. Maybe, but I'm not sure that's what Nintendo are going for here. Or at least tell, they, prob- they probably don't want to go for that. Well, so it's just no, like... no dev wants, or few devs want to engage with that. Well, yeah, that's the classic problem. It's just like you make yeah. this whole system that, in theory, will like, surely in reality, well, the answer is going to be neither of those are actually going to get used, because no, no one's going to bother to actually well, make this whole separate system for when you're in one mode or the other. No, I actually, I actually think what will, what will happen is that if, if games are making, uh, sorry, if Nintendo are making games like Mario Run, you know, for mobiles, that actually yeah. maybe maybe they're thinking if the Switch has a touchscreen, it's like, well, we can just, <laughs> release, just, our, we can just, yeah, we can just release our mobile games on Switch. Yeah. Oh man, I hope not. Maybe. I mean, I'm just thinking of really small cases like it'd be quite nice if you could use the touchscreen to control the menu in Zelda and select your items or whatever. You know? Yeah, maybe. And that well, would so be that a problem only if, work I... if it's in handheld yeah. mode. But that's yeah. fine. I don't mind using the controller if I'm on a huge TV, really, to do the same thing. It'd just be yeah, quite nice exactly. if it's right there. But then I don't. it's not really a huge problem. <laughs> Wii U version. <laughs> Is that what I said? Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, whatever. I think it. I'm still pretty excited by the Switch, kind of in general. 
it, yeah, I we'll mean, see. again, it we'll, see, we'll see what the games are again. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it sounds like they'll probably port most of the successful Wii U games at this rate. Yeah, or all those quick enhanced editions. Yeah. The another one of the rumors was apparently the actual release date. What? That it's not March, but they said no. That they said like a specific day in March, March the seventeenth. It's supposedly like an actual rumor of a precise date now. Well, that's bizarrely like based on no information at all. In my head, I just assumed it was going to be March fifteenth because that's kind of the date that everything in March gets released (laughs) on. I think the rumor specifically was like March seventeenth for Power Legion. It's like that's even more weird. Why would you even know one of them? I guess it's just it's like Europe doing the leaks again. I guess Ninty have been pretty good with. Have they been? Oh no! And this is this is one of those. <laughs> if we were on the uh, Easy Allies podcast, someone would throw the prove it ticket at me. But it's like I was about to say, like Nintendo are pretty good with global releases, aren't they normally? Like, or do they stagger it? Yeah, I think it's like it comes and goes. <laughs> like sometimes they're good, sometimes they're real bad. Where it's just like River River Heaven and, and stuff, where it's like, oh, this doesn't come out for another two months in Europe for no apparent reason. Oh, for game releases, <laughs> sure, yeah, they're, they're terrible <laughs> game releases. But I thought console releases, I've always, I, I thought they were pretty good. Always, other than supply chains, well, like yeah, sure. the, the actual day on which the console comes out globally, I, I have in my head that as being fairly solid. But it's just the, you know, whether or not they can supply enough consoles to all those destinations, maybe. Clearly wasn't a problem with the Wii U. Because <laughs> no one bought it. The Switch. Apparently Nintendo aren't going to say anything until their January event. Yes, they've said they've there's, already there's, arranged. So. Uh, yeah, they've clearly said there's no more news this year. No more official statements. They did do an entire direct on Animal Crossing, which naturally I didn't watch. Yeah, I only saw that it was happening and I, I didn't watch it either, but... Um, do you know what Animal Crossing they're even talking about? Is this a Switch Animal Crossing or is this another 3DS? I've got no idea. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I saw some advert for a new like autumn pack for New Leaf or new theme or something. Nothing too exciting. But how does like how yeah. can you even do that? It's like it already has an autumn theme and yeah, it's already autumn know. events. <laughs> like, no, it's the whole fucking point of the game. It's <laughs> like a DLC yeah. pack for items that like remember. the Sims. You don't want that. You want the next one, whatever it's going to be, I guess. Even though we exactly the same. Animal Crossing Dead Leaf. They've had the new leaf. It's dead now. It's the autumn pack. <laughs> Old leaf. Moldy leaf. Moldy leaf. <laughs> Moldy leaf. <laughs> that sounds like a Yokai Watch version. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Bony bones, was it? Like, <laughs> there was fleshy souls and. Skinny bones or something with their editions, and now there's the moldy leaf edition. <laughs> it could be like a shut-in re- version where everyone from the village comes, like leave me alone. Uh, uh. Moldy leaf, moldy leaf, me alone. And then they cake you in moldy leaves. Yeah, I don't know what like. You can't make a big deal of Animal Crossing if it's just going to be the same thing again at this point, surely. Are they making another Amiibo festival? Well, yeah. Obviously, what you want to do is just combine Animal Crossing with like Harvest Moon and then make the Ultimate Town Simulation. <laughs> yeah, they should do that. If one guy can make Stardew Valley, I'm sure Nintendo can 
Although it probably took him a while. And then, yeah, combine, it, then combine it with Tomodachi Life as well. That's all yeah. these dumb yeah. town simulation games into one big thing. Yeah. <laughs> People would love that. They already love those things individually. Well, Harvest Moon, well, what was the last one they put out? I don't know. They, they do still put yes, them they out. Do. And it's like the, the same every time, kind of. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, that seems to be the problem with all of these games. Where it's just like, it's well, what do you do once you once you set up your core well, premise? It's like, how do you evolve? Them? And Pokemon and everything as well. Where it's just like, yeah. At a certain point, you just have to start revamping things in a main. It's like the Pokemon well, battle system. Po- Pokemon has way more scope for change. Yeah. Than anything else. They just have to like the problem with Pokemon is they are they are tied up in their legacy and making it all work and yeah. being like Pokemon could, if it wanted to, be anything. I mean I still reckon like Zelda's a good example of like a formula that's been successfully f- messed with for different yeah, feeding games. Sort of. To some extent. You know, better than a lot. And Mario obviously is crazy, like the amount of change <laughs> is in it? that. I don't know. Well, between Super Mario Brothers and Mario 64 and Mario Galaxy and stuff, there is quite a bit of sunshine. You know, innovation. And, no, yeah, sun, sunshine sunshine is, like, is the actual example. I'm not sure most of the other Mario stuff, especially recently, has been that different. Yeah, okay, no, not recently. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could argue 3D Land and 3D World are then just sort of spinning a bit, apart from, you know, Cat Mario. <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't that, count. That was their innovation. A single power-up. They put as, like, a new power-up in every game. It's just like Cat Mario is the only interesting one because it's a cat. Mm-hmm. You don't care about the fucking propeller suit. I didn't even heard of that. <laughs> How did you miss that one? It was in one of the 3D... Games. I haven't played either of them. You played at least one. Uh, not 3D World, but actual 3D. I haven't, I haven't played 3D, 3D World and 3D I haven't played 2D. Whatever might you Oh. I, I played, oh, well, yeah, I played, I played New Super Mario U and I've played Mario, New Super Mario Bros. 2. So you've got the propeller suit, you've got. I don't remember. Was there a spring? Did the spring suit turn into one of those? Because the spring thing was in Galaxy, obviously. That was a different thing. And then Galaxy had all the other bullshit, like B suit. The B suit, yeah. <laughs> Who cares about suits? Who wants to be about, a boo? It's all be about cats. <laughs> yeah, bring back the cats. The cats are cool. Anyway. Yeah. Well, the cat, it's like the cat was. Oh, I don't know. I guess at the same point, it's just a power up. Like, yeah. the, like the they didn't need to be thing. a metal cap. I think like they could have just had a star. Yeah, exactly. Could have been a metal mushroom. It's all about the. Well, in fairness, the metal music, yeah. The metal music is why... They, oh, and the syncing ability. That's why they made it uh, like a metal cat. But... <laughs> yeah, and it did make for, you know, that, 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 that ridiculous level in, was it Smash Bros. Melee, where for some reason you fight Metal Mario, and it's got that music that's nothing but phase. So it's just like... Yes. Woo, that's good squishy. Woo. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every kid knows those stupid things. Tubes of dumbness. Yeah, I don't think Animal Crossing is just like... At a certain point, it's just like, surely you think they they would put slightly more in... Because it's, it's really not complicated. And it's been that way for a long time. But it's not like Pokemon where they're constantly trying to get new generations of children in, I suppose. 
I mean, they probably are with Animal Crossing to a certain extent, but it's like Animal Crossing is even less complicated than Pokemon at a certain level. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Just pick fruit. <laughs> Speaking of Nintendo sort of RPGs. Yeah. They're making one sort of, well, JRPGs and Tomodachi Life have apparently had a baby and it's called Milotopia. It, is it a Metal Gear Solid spin-off? <laughs> That'd be amazing. Melatopia. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it looks like... It's like There's a lot of hamburgers. They, they haven't seen any English version of it yet. We've only seen like Japanese stuff. But, like It looks like it's going to be... The, it's the same, it looks like the 100% the same team behind Tomodachi Life. It's that style of, 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 of looks to it. Um, Mies, basically. Yeah. But with more traditional JRPG mechanics and a story about stealing people's faces. I guess that makes sense for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, their faces can fly off into space. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Quite easy to steal. <laughs> yeah, so that's happening. Mm, me gusta. That's um, 3DS, I think. Well, yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah. Uh, what else is happening in the world? Uh, let's swap from Nintendo to Sega. And uh, Sega, Sega, uh, Sonic Mania news. Knuckles is in it as a playable character. They already, we already knew that, did we? As a playable, that was in like the launch trailer where it's like free classic characters oh. and they showed Knuckles and Tails or something. Well, I forgot about it, and then, <laughs> and then they showed some gameplay of it, and they've also shown some more stages. Um, which I haven't watched. I think I'm going to go media blackout on Sonic Mania. I kind of want to just play it because I'm already convinced it's going to be good. <laughs> well, it'll be competent at least. Yeah. Because it's just a Sonic platform, 2D Sonic platform game. Yeah, maybe it's made by <laughs> someone with a proven history. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be all right. Um, and also, we, we talked about this on the cast a while back, um, but Sega opened up its Sega Genesis games for Steamworks mod support. Um, what, uh, yeah, we, we talked about that when the mods were just writing an entire different game into the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that has finally got them into trouble. Um, and they're having to pull down, start pulling down mods. And it's unclear at this point in time whether or not mod support will disappear completely. Because um, apparently people were just putting like uh, hacked ROMs of like NBA Jam up there yeah. <laughs> and things. And it's like, well, we don't have the license to sell this. <laughs> We don't have a license for any of these games that aren't the game that they say they <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, they, 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 they finally got in trouble for it. It's coming, coming down. Uh, and EA Server Woes 2016 is what I've written down here. <laughs> Not as bad as it Servers. has been, I suppose. Well, it's been pretty bad. But, like, I mean, it's been... Most of them have been functional at a, at a certain level. It hasn't been like yeah. completely down continuously. <laughs> well, apparently, there have been periods of downtime, but it's like it's in, yeah, it's fairly intermittent. <laughs> Kippers and I both experienced problems getting into Battlefield One, um, and where it was just it just wasn't. Uh, yeah, Origin would pretend to be down for a while. I'd be connected, but Kippers wouldn't be able to connect. And then when I tried to match make, it would just go no. Nope. Which is pretty much what happened. What my experience was during the beta, um, 
it seems like they have all of those beta problems seem to suddenly be coming up and it's it's unclear whether they're suffering a, a ddos or if they are just having load issues um fifa 17 has been suffering as well um i have no word on whether titanfall has been suffering um it seems to just be like in-house you know proper in-house ea stuff that's been uh affected um to that i say you release two of your most popular games at the same time. Yep. If you're running on the same infrastructure, this is kind of bound to happen. You guys never learn. Maybe they thought they had enough infrastructure after the SimCity. Or Battlefield 4. <laughs> they were like, we've had to buy all these extra servers for SimCity and now they're just sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I think Battlefront's launch was fairly clean, wasn't it? I don't remember hearing anything about that. Yeah, but do people care that much? <laughs> Probably not. Um, but but you know, yeah, FIFA doesn't normally get suffer as a result of stuff. But I guess they're running on some kind of unified architecture now. Maybe I don't know. But, so, to a certain extent, like what are FIFA servers even doing really? Not that much. People play online. Uh, yeah, but even then, that's just like. It's mostly AI. It's not even player input. Yeah, yeah, it's one on one still. I suppose you have to keep track of all the players and like make sure they're in sync across all. It's no different from like running, running any other game. But it's just that the server has to tell each player what the other, all the players are doing. Maybe or yeah, I don't know. Same sort of bandwidth, I guess. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So poor ODA. Eh? Still haven't learned. Um. It's not quite as bad as Battlefield 4, I don't think. Because that, well, was, that was pretty... server problems, really. It was just the game was well, It was bits and both, wasn't it? Like, when the when the Levolution stuff happened, the game would just lag to hell. And... Yeah, but that's the game. I don't think that's yeah. because of the server. It's hard to tell. I mean, it was, to some extent, you, you know, that's like a big burst of data on the server, I yeah. suppose. If you assume that the evolution wasn't completely pre-scripted, that there was actually physics happening. Which is the only explanation. <laughs> In some respects. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's happening. And finally, my last bit of news and that I have, but you know, feel free to add to this. Um, Turtle Rock are no longer working on Evolve. Only like a few, a few weeks after it went free to play. Um, 2K have pulled them off the project. Uh, not their decision, apparently. It was 2K, all 2K's idea. To... Really, what were they even working on? Well, well, yeah, it must have been quite a bit of work to make it free to play, right? Sure, but I mean, like, not like new assets or anything, or new levels. I don't, I don't know. Well, obviously, <laughs> clearly, we don't know because that, that that game looked like no fun, mm. but. <laughs> Um, so no one knows what the future of Evolve is right now. Um, the <laughs> there has been the, the deals with gold section of my Xbox did show lots of copies of Evolve or variants of Evolve stuff because I don't think the console versions have gone free to play. They're still what they used to be. So now they're trying to flog <laughs> Evolve, <laughs> which I think is a little bit cheeky because who knows how long the servers are going to stay up? I don't know unless the servers use Xbox Live and, you know, those services. Who knows? Uh, yeah, so that's so that's happening. Evolve, evolve. Classic fail story. Actually, two K have got a bit of a run of fail stories, haven't they? Of like 
that and Battleborn um, in the multiplayer shooter space. And like Mafia 3, I suppose, except that's not actually a failure somehow. Uh, it's like it's a bad bu- it's a bad buggy ass game but it sold a fucking lot <laughs> it did alright yeah <laughs> a lot of marketing uh, going on that well I think Mafia 3 does some good stuff right They're like it's gameplay may be boring and monotonous and not that fleshed out but its but... story seems really interesting mm. oh, wow. I mean it's, it's like it's managed to cover a small chunk of time period that hasn't been covered very much before, I suppose. So anything would pass, is that <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> As long as it didn't suddenly go, go, hey, we've got mobile phones in the 20s or whatever. Was it 60s, isn't it? Yeah, it seems like it. Something 50s, maybe? No. I, I think it's 60s. Some maybe, transition period, yeah. probably, I would imagine. Yeah, early 60s. Okay. Even hmm. though the cars all look like 50s, yeah. Uh, that's me for news. Unless okay. anyone's got anything else interesting, it's not been. Well, I suppose. I suppose um, uh, uh, games that I've noticed on my radar. Um, like, like, I did you see anything about Owl Boy? Oh, well, I saw it on Steam, and I saw at least one person play it already. Looks pretty good. A lot of people are saying this is a real good sort of uh, flying sort of pixel adventure game. <laughs> well, that was the thing that I when I was looking at it, like. What sort of game exactly is this? Is it just like a Metroidvania, basically? Sort of, but you fly. <laughs> yeah. We do Child of Light, but without the RPG bit, in some respects, because you fly in the Child of Light to get around the world. But, sure. yeah, but make it, but think of it more of a more of an action game. That cool. thing looks real good. Yeah. Sort of like um, Echo the Dolphin with flying instead of swimming. Does it I, I guess, yeah. Uh, there's, there are, there's some amount of shooting and there's some amount of puzzle solving and yeah and it's a bit more like and a very very good story apparently like very good I'm, I'm real interested I'm real interested yeah that sounds good uh, yeah that popped up not a, lot, not a lot else is popping up at the moment for me um, what have I got <clears throat> well what about I think we should like briefly mention the fact that I mean, this might end up probably end up being something we've been playing eventually. But I just thought Titanfall Two, everyone yes. likes it, and also yeah, the, no, the reviews are insane. And also, like, no really one's high. not that many people are buying it, which is weird. Yes, uh, Battlefield One has outsold it more than twice. It had uh, first. I, well, I yeah, read, but by like a week, it's like I read a story that in the UK in the first week it didn't it sold less than Titanfall One. Yeah, that's true. That's it's, also true. Slightly unfortunate, but anyway, it looks cool. I kind of want has the. I think Titanfall has the problem that it's a COD-like game that's being released very, very close to COD at COD time. Um, yeah, whereas the previous one, don't forget, was like a March release. Yep. Yeah, I so suppose. it was. It was kind of on its own. It was in a good time in the release schedule. There was no competition, and this year there's just so much competition within yeah, this last month. But it looks it's better a stupid than COD. Time for, it does look better than COD. Although COD is reviewing pretty well as well. Yeah. Like, so. apparently, the cam- apparently, like, actually, my, my thoughts about Infinite Warfare having an interesting campaign turned out to be fairly true. Like, the campaign is what people are excited about. It's Zombies is the same, which is yeah. okay for people who like zombies. And the, the multiplayer is the same as last year, which is fine for the people who liked last year's multiplayer. Sure. The, where, where they've put the effort, it seems to be the campaign. Um, 
But Titanfall 2's got a good campaign, apparently. As well, yeah. So it's a strong year. It's a strong year. Yeah, suddenly. It's a, str- it's a strong year for the, the, the single-player campaign and the shooter. Yeah. If, we well, look at, if we look at Doom. I mean, yeah. Doom. Doom, yeah. <laughs> you know, the Doom, Doom the first-person shooter is kind of back. Doom isn't a, what isn't really what I would consider a multiplayer game with a single-player story. It's a single-player no, 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 game it's a, with it's multiplayer. A, yeah, it's a single-player game <laughs> That's different yeah, than that's the other true. ones. That's true. It's not like Battlefield and COD and Titanfall where it's the other way around. They're more sure. games that now have a single player that's sort of competent. Yeah, okay. I can see <laughs> your thinking. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, COD's the one that evolved from the other way around. Yeah. Um, but, and the other two... Where the multiplayer liked, took over. Yeah, exactly. And the other two were multiplayer first from the beginning. Even Although this year, the multiplayer really doesn't interest me in COD. Like, you know, having played that beta and it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I'm... But in time... Well, as I... As yeah, well, Titanfall looks like Titanfall, and I'm I'm kind of ready for some yeah. more Titanfall. That grappling hook thing looks hilarious. Mm. Although not as fast as I was expecting. Like it seems to you travel along it relatively slowly. I don't think it's necessarily meant to be like a pull grapple as much as a swing grapple. Yeah, mm. less, I saw, less uh, just cause and more like physics. <laughs> I saw a clip of someone grappling and flying around a building and then kicking someone like and melee kicking someone at the end of it mm. and it was That's like cool. somebody said it was like a literal roundhouse kick nice nice let's cool. see what they did there yeah it was cool yeah also i might i might pull the trigger on that but i've got thumper to play as well i really want to play thumper what's that um, that's that rhythm game made by X Harmonics people. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. described as rhythm violence, where you're a space beetle. Space beetle. I really want to play that because that looks. I, I played that that demo at EGX over a year ago, and it was properly intense. And you get real into it. Cool. So I want to play that. I want to play that game. Um. Controversy oh, yeah. news like Steam is going to make sure that the the screenshots on their pages are actual screenshots. Yeah, which is weird because like, wait, you mean they weren't? Yeah, well, that was the problem with No Man's Sky. Apparently, one of them was. Well, that, what, as soon as the false advertising thing got kicked up, they were like, "Well, yeah. maybe we should actually do something about this now." Yeah. So now they're like, only put screenshots and videos of the actual gameplay. No concept art. No right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've right. definitely seen some games where they've used. Um, Weirdly, I think they've taken stills from their trailers right. and put them up on the on the, right. the you know the still image list. But um, the thing about that is, like, Valve does that as well. Like, if you go to the portal page, ninety percent of those videos are going to have to go because none of those are the game. Yeah, so they'll have to do that too. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I think I think that's that's the difference between a trailer and a screenshot is fine, right? Uh, you can you can make a good trailer, but if you're the problem is just tagging, right? If they can tag things as being screenshots and tag things as being marketing images, <laughs> the problem goes away. I guess. That would be the other way to solve it. Like real in-game footage or... Just put a giant watermark over it which just says marketing in-game. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, a little, a little colour on the uh, preview bar to say which is which. Um there are ways around it, but if they want that to be pure screenshots, that's uh, that's fine. As long as they, I, I kind of want them to keep their trailers. Like trailers have to be trailers, right? Well, maybe trailers like, are ads. 
I don't know, maybe just like one trailer or something. Make it so so that not the whole bar is just bullshit. I, I think on the first page or I, something. I don't know. I think where I get a little bit annoyed is the ones where like they they've been in early access and they've still got their early access trailers up there, and it's like, no, this isn't representative of what it is now. <laughs> I mean, in yeah. most cases, that would be worse than what it is now, in theory. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not always the case. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of don't like that. But that's but that's just a personal thing. I don't well, think it, that's, it's that's, not like I have a problem. A problem, problem. I just don't like it. You know? I mean, that becomes like the the Apple Store problem, where it's just like you have to upload oh, a yeah, screenshot yeah. with every patch or whatever to make it so that it's always up to date. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, some weird rule there. Okay, yes. I think that's the news. News. Not that much, really. No, it's a bit quiet. What well, games? It's just games at the it's moment. Game it's season, games. yeah. So let's get yeah. on to games, I guess. Uh, who's got a lot? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've got a lot, but we have got. Let's say, well, both Zach and I have Battlefield One to cover. Mm. Okay, let's get into it. Battlefield One. Battlefield One. Da dum dum da dum dum. The original theme. In, the original theme <laughs> is in there. Sort of like in the middle of another song, really. I don't know. The end. The end sequence has the original. Yeah, but that doesn't count. <laughs> the, the credits of the game doesn't count. You want to hear that on the menu? That's true. You kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> or while it's loading. Yeah. Exactly. Actually, that's the key bit. You need that yeah. music while it's loading, it's loading <laughs> to get you, get you hyped for the fight. Yep. That game's pretty good. Don't worry. Oh yeah. Oh, I think it's better <laughs> than all right. I, you know, I, I, next to. Battlefield 4, this is a, a battlefront. This is a significant I don't know if improvement. it's better than Battlefield 4. I think it's, oh, I think it's way better than 4. I didn't like 4 really at all. 3 is a good game, but something about 4 just well, rubs me the wrong the way. This problem, is way better than The problem with 4 is the levels, as we've discussed many a time. Yeah. They didn't make good levels. I don't have a problem with the levels in this. Mm, yeah, they're mostly alright. Yeah, the, the Italian ones are cool. I don't, know, I don't really like the hill levels. Uh, I, I think they're cool. Mainly because, as ever, like... Well, you and I, battlefield preference differs quite wildly, in fairness. Well, as ever, the problem with, like, putting things on hills is things on hills means the physics is always going to look wonky. <laughs> sure. There's, <laughs> like, a tank at a 45-degree angle and then, like, a bloke <laughs> lying down on a cliff. And... Oh, yeah, that's confused, that's confused me quite a lot, actually, the bloke ragdolling down the hill. It's sort of like, wait, what's going on there? Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm quite a fan of it actually. I think they've pulled together a, a lot of the little bugs that I, I discovered in the beta aren't, aren't really there. There's, there's no, a. I mean, that's what beta's for, I suppose. Yeah, they did, they did <laughs> that's iron, something good. They did iron out a lot of it. Um, I, I think the balance might be off. Yeah, I think the balance of, is quite severely off. Yeah, and so I don't, I don't, I don't think all of the, I don't think it's like a preferential thing with the weapons. I think there is very clearly a if you've progressed and you've bought the right weapon, you're going to have an advantage. Which is a major problem with that game that I mentioned, which is this is like you have unlocks that you have that you have a currency that you earn over time to buy the unlocks with, but they don't give you a, like a shooting range or anything to test the guns on. So you basically just blind buying shit completely blind. Yeah. You have so, like a graph that tells you like damage over distance or whatever. Which is a bit of a lie because I, I discovered like, so that one of the, uh, I've been playing a lot of the support class, which isn't something I normally do in a battlefield game. Um, uh, uh, I'm kind of enjoying playing support this time, but 
the guns are a bit hard to handle because they're you know typically fairly inaccurate. Yeah. Right? Um, so I bought one that was the version of the gun I was already using, thinking, "Oh, I quite like this, but this that that one's got better stats. It's just it looks like a straight upgrade. It's got like, more accuracy bonus, and it's like, well, sure, more accuracy will be great. I need some of that." Fire, uh, used it, and 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 then that that was a total lie. Basically, it's way more inaccurate. Well, like, but are you using it the way it tells you to use it in the single player, where you have to fire for a longer time to make it more accurate? It's I don't like know. The, it's, it's like it's the like old that. weird gun in twenty one forty two. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know. I just haven't. Fig- it's called the suppressive. So you might be right. Maybe it's something I have to just fire in extreme bursts. But but that's not particularly helpful in most of the encounters you get in Battlefield where you're like, there's a dude right in front of me. Oh my God. Well, it's not helpful in Battlefield because the lethality is way too high for some reason. It, it kind of always was. Not this high. Lethality in Battlefield was always a thing. And it's like, it's made worse by the fact that there's so many goddamn automatic weapons. Stupidly in World War One. Yeah, War that, I think, I think that I'm, that is my, I think my biggest disappointment with it, that they went so, they, how I don't know how they've done it, but or whether it's even remotely accurate, but there, there does feel like there should be more, just more bolt action action. Yeah, exactly. It's just like more rifle action. Doesn't make any sense. They're all these ridiculous machine guns, and they're like ridiculous, ridiculous machine guns. It's not even like they're not even like slow firing machine guns. It's like oh, this fucking gun has two goddamn clips in it, and it just dumps the entire clip in like ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether or not so they must have existed, right? But maybe. I think most of those are like prototypes that were. It's basically secret weapons of World War Two from Battlefield Nine Forty Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I definitely. Get yeah, that no, I, I think, I, I think that is that is mildly disappointing. I would have liked more. It's to compete with COD, isn't it? Which is annoying because yeah. it should. It would be more fun if if it was like, you know. Single shot, it, semi-automatic, or whatever. Yeah, there's, there's definitely the impression that they they may have felt they had to do something to make it more battlefieldy, rather than take going all risky with the approach this time. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun with it, which is not something I say about all the battlefields, especially not the first few weeks of playing them. Normally, when I pick up a battlefield game, I spend at least two weeks going, "Why the hell did I spend my money on this thing? This is no fun at all." That's pretty much where I'm at. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, it's just not not really fun to play. You just die too quickly and there's no downtime at all. And, like, it's the classic problem of dying too quickly is, like, well, I guess there's not even that many gadgets any longer, but you don't even get a chance to use the ones that there are. Because it's just, like, you're never in a situation where you can wait a moment and be like, oh, this will be a perfect time to use this gadget that I have. It's just like, no... <laughs> So not even going to happen. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess things like the, having to get into the deploy state, you know, the, the find a spot to use the anti-tank rocket. Well, yeah, that does also suck. But yeah. I guess, the, I mean, the anti-tank grenades are actually really powerful, assuming you can get them, assuming you can get close enough to a tank without dying to throw them. <laughs> yes, that seems to be the only decent tactic against tanks is to just get a load of shock troopers to surround it and throw, throw anti-tank nades at it. Yeah, they're um, relatively powerful. I mean, I... I took a tank down with two grenades and one <laughs> rocket, so that's not bad. Yeah. But then, if the tank is filled with people, yeah, like as because they have guns it has all so over much them, coverage, yeah, then, then the chances of you pulling that off that does, that's actually something that you don't really realize until you think about it. But that's actually kind of one of the ways that the tanks suck now. They have so much like three hundred and sixty degree coverage if they've got passengers in. There's no blind spot any longer, so you can't even. 
get behind them and kill them all. No, the most annoying one is that tank with flamethrowers in it. Yeah. That's really tanks. annoying because flames travel a long way in this game and occasionally through walls, yep. which, which is kind of bad. Well, I mean, it but, sort of made sense for flames to go through walls at a certain point. I don't know, the giant brick walls on those Italy levels, it's like, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> I totally got flamed like through a wall there. And, it's, um, and flame is kind of nasty in this game. Yeah. Um, you die incredibly quickly from flames as well. It's yeah. also annoying. <laughs> Incredibly quickly, but then most of the time you like you get flamed. You have to get out of trouble, and it has the mechanic that if you run while on fire, you take extreme damage. If you're on fire, you just basically have to hit the dirt. But if you're on fire and you hit the dirt, chances are you're going to remain on fire because <laughs> <laughs> there's already fire there. Yeah, or someone's shooting fire at you. Yeah, that's why you're on fire. <laughs> yeah, so fire basically is like you're dead. Yes, again, um, you die too quickly. Uh, I, I. I I don't know quite how it countered. Like, it, I, I, I'm just having more fun with it than I have previous battlefields. Like, I don't know. The, the t- I, I don't mind it when things go badly, and I don't quite know what it is that causes that mm, sensation. Like, it can it can be real bad, right? It can be spawn gets sniped, spawn gets sniped because snipers have seem to have a significant advantage in this compared even compared to previous games because you can't just suppress them out of being able to hit you like sniping seems well suppression doesn't really have that much effect any longer no it, like it blurs the edge of the screen slightly and it doesn't even really affect your aim that badly not that i can tell anyway <laughs> um which is again a bit of a shame um i kind of yeah. want it to d- happen more without without being hel- helmets on <laughs> and, you know it's like they they i guess they couldn't have reverted it at this point but they Another sort of anachronistic tech thing where they brought forward from Battlefield 4 the ability to cycle the zeroing distance on your scope. And that just makes sniping too easy at a certain point. Where it's like, oh, he's he's far away, so I'll just set my scope to be 300 metres and then I just have to point at him and then shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't have to think about bullet fall off or anything. Yeah, the bullet will go up and down. Well, you do have to toggle it and judge the distance. Sure, but like... Uh, so, like that was why in Battlefield 3 it was a skill to snipe people at a thousand metres because you actually had to compensate for the insane bullet fall off and the bullet travel time and you actually had to know how to do it. It wasn't just an option where you just go, oh, now I'm going to shoot you. Mm. <laughs> so that's well, kind of why sniping is a bit too easy in some cases. And of course... I haven't really played a bit that much, like to be honest. But there's, there's, I do like the fact that actually in these close in close quarters fights, often they're actually, unless you're going up against a shotgun guy, which... Shotguns. There's one shotgun specifically. One shotgun is so unbalanced yep. and is crazy powerful, even at range. That needs to change. Real, real significantly needs to change. But like, I like the fact that actually, in many circumstances, it makes if you suddenly get up in someone's face, having a pistol duel suddenly makes sense. Well, like, yeah. other than just being like a last ditch attempt, like actually, well, no, have, actually it, that can be advantageous, I which I it, like. I think in a lot of cases, it's more like you just clip out very quickly of your main gun. Sometimes, you both find the support class, for instance, like having an up close support fight actually kind of doesn't work. For some reason, your gun just doesn't do enough damage compared to other people when they're in your face. Yeah, so swapping to the pistol is actually a very effective technique. And the pistol is, because of the lethality, is actually a viable approach uh, and I really like that I like I like feeling badass with a pistol <laughs> I don't know that's quite that's kind of cool uh, what else what other positives have we got it's a beautiful looking and sounding game yeah it'd be nice if it ran on my machine right? yeah but this might be the first time we've, we've hit that performance problem I guess I don't know, I guess why you it... try Battlefront on your machine no. but 
I don't know why it runs so badly, but the thing is, well, the thing is, I think it's now CPU capped because it, mm. it maxes my CPU and the GPU is only at like 80%. And the other way you can tell is the single player runs way better. Right. <laughs> yeah. When it's not having to deal with 64 people did all those calculations. I was about to say, does it run better if we try playing modes with less players, do you reckon? If we did like Russia, because Russia's only 32, isn't it? But you know, that's just how games work anyway. (laughs) (laughs) There's less stuff going on, it'll run better. Yeah, maybe we should try. Well, you can do those operations in 40 40 player. I hear hear people saying that operations in 40 is better than 64 anyway. I I, I can sort of get that, yeah, because there'll be uh, like Russian 64 player. I, I can't see that work. It's just there's too much of a line, right? Like actually being able to break through is real tricky. I, maybe, yes. Maybe, maybe there's a better to and fro in forty. But. Maybe. Uh, so operations is the new is the new game mode. They, well, one, of one of the new game modes they've added okay. this time, and it's. Um, so if you're not familiar, rush mode is it was where that you had to. Uh, there's two points available, and in order to progress to the next two points. Uh, a team had to successfully plant a bomb on each point and make sure the enemy didn't go and defuse it. It's basically just capturing a point. Kind of. But yeah, you, had to, you, had, you could plant it and then you could leave it alone if you wanted to. <laughs> but um, you have to... Uh, yeah, and those those could be captured individually and once they're exploded, obviously they're exploded. Um, you're, you've done your job. Uh, in operations mode, you basically get a small version of conquest. Um, so there may be two points, there may be three points, but all of those points have to be held simultaneously by the attacking team in order to move on to the next set of points. Um, so it's basically using what Battlefield is known for and mixing it with Rush. Um, right. And it, it kind of works. Cool. It's, 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 well, it makes it way tougher wow. for the attacking team, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, the idea of, uh, but, they, but they've sort of thought about this as well. So the idea is operations is, is not just one match. You play it over the course of three different maps uh, to try and replicate a campaign from World War One, um, as much as it is, you know. <laughs> so, you know, if the Germans are trying to push uh, um, push west or whatever, there'll be three maps in a row, which will be three of these rush games um, that follow the path ish. And um, uh, if you if the attacking team loses, they lose a life come back into play exactly where they left off as a new round, but also get one of the behemoths to help them out. Like, so a blimp will turn up um, and you start again to try and help you do that last push, but you only get those three lives across the entire campaign. And so you have to do all three maps in a row and then, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of neat. It's kind of mm. neat. Uh, and it's well presented as well with extra little video segments that, admittedly are quite glitchy yep <laughs> for some reason those videos before operation matches are probably the point where we've had the most problems like subtitles won't be shown and the guy will be talking in german um the video just stops when it's loading in the yeah background. yeah that might just be your system under strain but i've definitely had problems with the subtitles being out of sync and things like that and they're just flybys of the maps in video form to mask a loading pause but they're <laughs> they uh, don't mask it. <laughs> yeah they don't, they, don't, they don't quite work weirdly <laughs> And that's the one place where there is a problem like that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're quite cool. And like in between the rounds, you get a little bit of a historical blurb about what's going on. And like, um, if cool. you lose at certain points, you get a little bit of different blurb saying like, had this had happened, then <laughs> well, you know, a, a viewpoint on what might have occurred had the battle gone that way. It's like, it's, it's, it's well put together. 
I hope when people when I saw people saying that the that the game feels more like you have a front line that you fight across, that's what they were talking about. Because conquest is still all back hats. <laughs> yeah, of course it because of course it is. It's conquest mode. It's what Battlefield is. Yeah. You haven't changed that at all. I get a little bit of a was it a Berlin vibe from some of the levels. You know, Berlin oh, really? is my yeah. favourite. The, the city yeah. level, yes. Yeah. But that was uh, about back caps for sure. <laughs> absolutely, I was the king of the back cap on that map. <laughs> back cap on that map. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's multiplayer mostly covered, right? Yeah, the, the progression system kind of sucks. Though. I was trying to remember about like the weapon unlocks, but. In Battlefield 4, they did have a firing range, didn't they? It was just like one of the Pacific Islands and all the weapons yes, on it. Yes, they did. Just go around and pick it, was, them up. it was the level with the with the boat crash, right? You yeah. could just go onto that level and you could just dick around. Like It was how you learned how to fly the chopper, for instance. Yeah, you could and go like, all and the just... weapons just spawned on that map and yeah. you could just go and pick them up. Yeah. God damn it. That, that actually existed. They <laughs> Do <did>. that. <laughs> well... Even look at even Splatoon has got that right, right? It has a literal shooting range where you can go and try any gun out before you spend your in-game currency on unlocking it. And it even has like numbers and yeah. stuff. <laughs> it was informative. Like Splatoon got that dead right. Yeah, there's no. I, I, I'm with you. I wish that was in this um, because I mean, because like, you get most of the guns in the single player, but well, it's, yeah, just, it's mean, just not representative. It's like theoretically, if you wanted to, you could try and go to each of the places in the single player where you can get that gun just to see what it's like. I mean, there's even there's even one of the videos that was like your gu- I, I watched one of these sort of like in menu videos that was like your guide to tanks and how they work. Yeah, and it's like okay, oh, I didn't realize I could do loadouts. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Oh, I have to unlock the loadouts. Well, balls. Yeah, they don't really um, tell you shit about that. I don't no, like any of the menu stuff. No, some of the menu stuff is a bit confusing, but or even um, well, like what some of the buttons do in some cases. <laughs> yeah, is barely explained. It's like, oh, I've accidentally fired a mortar from my tank, and now I'm stuck. How do I get out of mortar mode? Oh, I don't know how to get out of mortar mode. Uh, I'm leaving the tank. <laughs> Someone else can drive it. Um. Yeah, that, 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 some of that stuff is a bit a bit confusing. I still haven't figured out. And there's like plenty of cases in single player where it's just like the same problem that I had with Mirror's Edge, where it's trying to tutorialize a thing with a bit of text that pops up on the screen while you're doing other shit that you're meant to try. And oh bring. yeah, yeah. It's so like it tells you to do something that it's, uh, here's something you can do with this thing you've just picked up. It's like I can't look at that. I'm busy shooting people. Actually, single player is the problem where it keeps telling you the same thing constantly. That too. Hey, weapon stash is where you can find the most powerful <laughs> weapons in the game. Yep. And it's like every time you find a weapon stash, and there's quite a lot of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, we should talk about the single player. Yeah, more. I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Have you played through it then? Yeah, yeah. We Both of us have finished it. And it's, it's, it's about five to six hours long in total, right? Because it's like five mini campaigns. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, it's it's a it's a weird one because there there's bits I like and I think bits where it's really misses the mark. Um, uh, the first problem with it is like there's too much stealth. Uh, okay, yeah, let's go down <laughs> that way. In terms of what's actually in it, it's a weirdly stealth focused mode. Like the whole thing, not one of the campaigns. I don't well, think apart has from a, the aircraft one. I suppose no, the, the aircraft a, one has, has a stealth section. The aircraft but it's one not has, like as much of it. Yeah, the aircraft. The aircraft campaign does have a stealth section the tank campaign has a stealth section and technically the aircraft one you don't that's one you really don't have to do stealth the bedouin campaign is entirely st- yeah, you don't have to you know, but you can it's easier <laughs> I mean, technically you don't have to do any of them stealth, but the aircraft one in particular you can yeah. easily get away with just letting it yeah, the, or be- shooting <laughs> the bedouin campaign is entirely stealth mo- until the end um the 
well, the other one, the Italian one, I guess, is no stealth at all, really, and I guess until the last bit, yeah. maybe where that's useful. But the Italian can make um, only two segments. Yeah, like, that's, that's, a, nice, that's, a, that's a nice short one. Uh, the yeah. runner is sort of stealth that doesn't work, yeah. actually, because it doesn't make any sense in that one. Um, and then the tank campaign right at the start. You start off in the tank, you're like, shit, yeah, tank, and then it's stealth. <laughs> and, then, and then it's stealth, stealth in the woods. Yeah, clear the path for us. Um, Which really does make any sense. It's like, we're in this tank, we're driving along this thing, and obviously there's like enemy encampments that have field guns. Oh, oh shit, that will fuck up our tank. But let's send one guy to clear out these encampments of like 12 Germans. One guy who's a chauffeur. One guy who has starts <laughs> with just a pistol. <laughs> oh, boy. It, it, I mean, it's weird from the storytelling sense. Like, but I think that's the one bit they get right. I actually, it, the stories are simple, but I think they're quite well done. Yeah. There's, there's a good sense of reverence for what World War One was. I guess. And, sort of. you know, they, 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 they <laughs> I think they treat it with respect. I mean, the only, the only one point I'm a little bit, uh, okay, minor spoiler alert coming up. The one thing that sort of did irk me a little bit was the end of the the flying campaign, where it's like um, you, you play as a douchebag, basically, yeah. which, which is always a problem. <laughs> um, but then, right at the end, it's just like this 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 happened. I, I why would I have made this up? Or sort of that sort of words to that effect. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like this it's is all like, true. Wasn't it's like it? he's telling the story. Uh, that you're playing yeah but then is he just making it all up because he's a bastard <laughs> yeah and it's just like at that point it's just like well okay fine I don't I, this story of potential redemption is now just ruined <laughs> like it didn't really make much sense anyway from like uh, I'm handcuffed on this boat and then Germans are attacking London somehow <laughs> well they sort of did not really maybe not, maybe not like that oh no you're right <laughs> World War 2 yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, how did these biplanes get across the English Channel? Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's blimps, too. Those probably could have attacked London. Yeah, there was. Well, there was a couple of uh, Zeppelin yeah. raids, but I mean... It's not like they were a big thing. <laughs> not really. Like, they were they were a weird bit of technology even then, sort of. I, I'll, I'll be fair, though. that, that I, I really enjoyed that segment, the, the, apart from the stealth bit. Well, the the actual, the, the, it does have a problem, a significant problem, in that the flying is fun in the single-player one and very, very forgiving. I think it's using a Battlefront flight model. Right. Um, but it's kind of, it is fun to just muck around. You don't have to worry about roll, really. It's like you just push left to go left, you push right to go yeah. right. It's, like it's, not, it's very simplified flight controls. And then you try and do that in the multiplayer, and no, the multiplayer has full flight control. Like, you know, you're rolling like a jet. You know, you're doing that. You're doing, you're doing it properly in the multiplayer. Right. And a bit of me was like, oh, why have they made that decision to make it different in each spot? I kind of, the problem now is, is I kind of want the simplified one in the, <laughs> in the multiplayer or the, at least the option to have it. Yeah, I think um, there's an option. I could see why they... Disadvantaging people or whatever, or advantaging people. I'm not, I'm not sure they are because, like, I, I can see like if you could master the advanced controls, you could probably do fancier stuff, right? Maybe. Um, My main problem with the flying section was like ninety percent of the times I died during the entire campaign was in the flying section from mid-air collisions. Oh, really? The, the AI is dumb. Oh, I never had that problem. <laughs> I mean, in, apart from normally the it was my own fault where I misjudged the distance. Well, apart from the times where I collided with friendly aircraft, which is also bad. <laughs> but like the trouble is, if you have someone following you and you're like, okay, I need to evade, 
what you naturally think you're going to do is just throttle down and then turn really hard. And that's like, that's the obvious way to evade people that are following you. Mm-hmm. The trouble is that 90% of the time, if you do that, the AI, the AI that's following you tries to cut, follow your turn and cuts off and just runs into you. No, I never had that. <laughs> Cause it's like, it did that so often that I eventually like worked out that like, you have to like, you can throw them down fully, but just don't turn fully. Like, turn slightly less than full, and then the AI don't run into you. They just go past you. <laughs> and so, like, that's really... I think they should have been more forgiving with collisions anyway if they're going to make this ridiculous air battle where there's, like, a whole bunch of actually quite slow biplanes in a small space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> should have been a little bit more forgiving about the mid-air collisions. I was, I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't try and throw in, like, the, the German elite into this right the, you know, the, none, none of them were really yeah but well, I, that wouldn't have really been fun either <laughs> I don't know I think you could have had a had a sort of big deal of someone turning up during the last fight and having a cool dog fight with him or yeah but it wouldn't have been a cool dog fight because the dog fights aren't really cool <laughs> no, so like one not. person gets behind the other person <laughs> yeah yeah maybe that's why they didn't I don't know it just it felt, felt a little bit missed because that's one of the famous things about sure. the, the, the air combat in World War 1 So yeah, that's that's kind of the single player in a nutshell. It's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, also, the AI is like super dumb. Still. Oh yeah, right. of course it is. They never they never do the AI like. On, and on it's not game. the weird thing is that, like I thought it was just I thought it was just going to be a glitch that only I'd see, but I saw several videos of other people seeing it. Like the bit where you come out of the forest uh, after the foggy forest section, you come up to the like the back of the trenches for oh, some yeah, reason, yeah. and you have to defend the tanks more and kill some stuff. Yep. And when you, when like the enemy, there's you clear out the first enemies that are there, and it's like, oh, here comes a wave of enemies. They're going to come in, come and attack you. So defend the tank and do that thing. And so I did it. I was like, I was fighting people, I was killing them, and I destroyed a couple of tanks. And then I was just like, the music's still playing. It's all really dramatic. Where the fuck are the enemies? Because I was just standing there, and there's nothing happening. And the problem was that you just go up the hill to the way the edge of the trenches, and there's just a tank that's stuck running into a post. <laughs> and it just sat there forever and then I, I thought that would be like an uncommon bug but I saw several videos of that exact tank in that exact place it's just like the pathfinding of the AI is just it's exactly bad and it always gets stuck there mm. <laughs> it's just like that's weird and um yeah, also that I don't know why that they just thought that defend the tank section was a good idea in general really like the tank drives up, parks on like a mound, and then just fucking sits there. So you have to fight these guys, and then like every couple of minutes, sort of leg it back down to the tank and hit it with a hammer for a minute so it doesn't die. <laughs> oh, see, I, I didn't remotely have any problem with that section because they never got anywhere near it. I was sat right at the top of the hill and killed everything before it got anywhere what, close. Even, even the enemy tank. Yep. I, well, I had an enemy tank. Oh, you stole the tank. I stole the tank. Oh, yeah, that it was makes super, more it, was, sense. it was super easy. <laughs> But even then, like towards the end, where you're you're in your tank and you have to fight like two enemy heavy tanks and two small ones. Oh yeah, and they all rush the village. Yeah, that was tricky. I just ended up having to basically just drive out the back of the village where the enemy don't path to and just like <laughs> because the enemy's done. They just kept oh. they just kept driving round and round in a square. Like if you drive back up the road, they don't for some reason they don't come out there. And I was like, I, oh, I'm just going to shoot into the town and pick you off as you drive past. I may have done that and not noticed that they were being dumb. I thought they just hid from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that I, was, I, may, I may have done that as well. That kind of sucked. <laughs> and obviously, this was all hard. So 
Oh, you were play- I was only playing normal. I got through it on hard. Uh, okay. It Is wasn't... there any point? Because they say you unlock stuff. Yeah, well, that was the weird thing about I that. I haven't unlocked anything. I only, I only got one unlock at the end. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the end game. The end one. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm not sure... It claims that doing the challenges unlock stuff, but I did some of the challenges coincidentally because I was actually. I've never, to. I've never done all of them on a level because no. often they had the find the field manuals thing, sure. and that's actually really hard. Well, like, it's the same bullshit where it's just like why find some. Why, where would you? Yeah. Why would you bother going to all these pointless places that you're never really meant to go to? Yeah, and if you think battlefield, it's like there, there's quite a lot of nooks Terrain, and crannies where things like, yeah, can be stuff. Yeah, set dressing, except it's not because you can go there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, collectibles. Screw it. Yeah. The challenges I'm okay with. They were kind of they were actually kind of fun to try and replay some sections well, to try and do. But except for the stealth challenges, because they were like stealth challenges. Uh, there was the one where it was get through no man's land without being spotted that I did. That was actually kind of fun. Well, I, I enjoyed that one. Or actually, I mean, that the, stealth, was... the stealth ones in the desert, I actually thought were kind of fun as well. I mean, the stealth in when you're doing in the no man's land one, that's like you're in trenches, so that sort of helps. Yeah. <laughs> You're slightly less likely to be directly spotted. I actually got a bit of a Metal Gear vibe from the uh, um, Arabian missions. Okay. Yeah. Because it's in a sandy bit. place. Well, because well, it's basically on... So the map from the beta is... The and big, a horse, is, I suppose. Yeah, the, the, yeah <laughs> and a horse. The, the map from the beta is the, obviously the biggest multiplayer map in the in the game. and it's um, Slightly unnecessarily, because there's really just one point. That's miles away. away. <laughs> yeah, just so they could have a desert, I suppose. Um but it's, but uh, but but sort of because of that, that's where they set the last two missions of the right. game, somewhat cheaply, I suppose. They reuse that map for the last. Actually, quite a lot of the single player stuff is just a, well, yeah, is just a multiplayer map that they're guiding you through. Um, so you know, it's a little cheap in that respect, but it does kind of, it still looks good. It still works. They've they've done actually a fairly decent job of masking that in some cases, but not in this last case. But anyway, because that level's so big. And it actually suddenly, suddenly you get an objective that is you've just got do whatever. Yeah, you've got three <laughs> things to do. Do it however you want. I suddenly get uh, I like throughout that mission. It's like this is Metal Gear. This is like it's obviously not as advanced as Metal Gear, clearly. But I'm still stealthing around these big things, planning my approach, treating each one slightly really? differently because there's, because there's Bizarre. a challenge to treat each each objective differently. Yeah, and it's like I I had a good time with that. It was good. Bizarre. Yeah. It was like hey. The, Although the one problem, the, the one, one with the train is obviously sucky. The one problem I did have with that mission was where I died at least once. Oh, a checkpoint was real bad. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that the checkpoint was bad. It was that those the vehicles that drive around respawned. Oh, did even they? I'd already killed both of them. Oh man! So that kind of sucked. Yeah. Because I didn't use fucking anti tank ammo on those ones. Oh, I used the tank. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I stole the tank. I did. I did yeah. manage to steal the tank because I got spotted by the sniper in that place. Oh, uh, okay. Right. I was gonna. I was like, oh, this will be good. I can just go down there and knife that one dude who's standing against the tank and just take it. <laughs> but it didn't quite go according to plan. So yeah, ups and downs, but ultimately it's alright. It's yeah. but it's just alright. Yeah. As as with a lot of EA single player stuff. It's 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 alright. But it's it's just it's weird that they didn't Nail the whole big battle feeling. No, That's actually kind they of the worst. Basically, didn't do any trench stuff apart it's, from it's, the tank mission right at the start. Kind of the, a tank. <laughs> and, even, and even when there's a big battle going on, it's kind of the worst part of the game. It's kind of the worst part of the single player. But they didn't. Like, you barely ever have because it's just so random. Like it's battle. It becomes battlefield at that point. Oh, it's like you right. can get shot from anywhere, and then but because it's single player, 
you die and you have to redo the section from the beginning. And it's like, that's, that's, mm, that's not so fun. I mean, it, they could have just, you think the way to solve that would be to do something clever with AI ways. Basically you just like, you fake it by having like a zone in front of your view where AI in that zone will target you and AI to the slightly side to the sides will fight the other AI to make it look like a big battle. Maybe. Not make every AI always know where you are. Where you are. <laughs> yeah. That is its core problem is that, that, yeah, the AI is very aware of you. Yeah. It's about a good one. I like it. Zach, not so much. No. Which I'm surprised about. What have you been like? Super, uh, I don't know. What's been the best kind of, multiplayer first person shooter for you Zach of the past like since tier 2 came out years <laughs> since, <laughs> since, yeah, since tier yeah. 2 yeah I don't know if I've played that many really I suppose I mean, you I, have played a few not for long but you know, I would have said like that, Battlefield yeah Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 3 to a lesser extent for, I mean, so I, 3 was a good one. yeah I, I still did like 4 in, more in theory just because of the levels we keep saying it. But le- the levels were so bad. I didn't mind like the tech of Battlefield Four, like the no, guns I and, think the, I, and the and the gadgets and stuff. Yeah, I think I think you're right. For it's what was in for, like from yeah, in the, in in a progression kind of sense, wasn't terrible. But yeah, the levels were just no fun at all. Not the big ones, not the small ones. No. There was no. There was no nice level, and actually, no. There's, there was one nice level. I quite like. I quite liked the one with lots of little waterways and a hotel in the middle. The one, um, the, the major levelation of the giant building that falls over. The one with like the Y shape and the big tall building right in the center that turns into a big rubble pile after it level. Levelation. Oh no, not that one. That was a, a city-based one, right? No, I'm thinking thinking the one with a. Um, uh, it's kind of. Sort of deserty palm trees about. There was like a hotel building. Oh yeah, I know what you're one. Embassy style one embassy building. The one where there's a secret sniper rifle you can get on the roof of the hotel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I that that level used to be fun because mainly dicking around in a boat was fun. Yes, I guess. When it wasn't like the goddamn parasail boats, that level <laughs> yes. sucked. <laughs> yeah. That level sucked for boats. It was okay if you could stay away from the coastline, but if you were only anywhere near the beach, one of those patrol boats would inevitably come up and just shoot you. <laughs> I suppose the flood level wasn't too bad. It was sort of interesting. Yeah. The flood effect. Yeah. But in general, it's yeah, it was such just subpar level design compared to three, and it really suffered as a result. Yeah. And, you know, it was glitchier than three. <laughs> well, yes. And laggier and battle log and the console and the, the weird relationship between the web-based battle log and launching the game on yep. PC was, was way worse. Yeah. Oh, they seem to have fit the, the weird thing about battle log and that system was that it was crap at the start of battlefield three as well, except they sort of fixed it up. Yeah. So it was in a good state and then battlefield four comes up and it's garbage and they never fixed it. <laughs> well, or maybe they did. We didn't play that. No, <laughs> that like, we went back to it a few times and yeah, it's just always seemed garbage. Like I'd, get stuck on an infinite loading pause hmm. or and I'd have to manually quit the game and then if I manually quit the game sometimes the battle log app didn't realise that I had quit the game so it wouldn't let me join another game I was like oh it was garbage I'm so glad everything's in and in like they that it's not win the website anymore in Battlefield 1 that they ditched that idea I'm happy it about that it's still in the game though which kind of is still dumb 
Oh, yes, major stupid point. You can't adjust your loadout unless you're in a game. Yep. That's real dumb. I mean, technically, you know, just join any 64 player server and one out of 64 players oh, is yeah, going to yeah. matter that much. You can just sit there forever and yeah, do, no, no do one, all your arrangements. I guess the advantage of massive player games is that it doesn't really matter. And then maybe you'll yeah. coincidentally just win while you're yeah, yeah. fighting around with your settings. You get to get some XP while you're just sticking around <laughs> in the menus. It's, it's, it is weird that you can't do that out of menu, though. Yep. Especially because there is, like the stats menu where you can click on each individual class and you can see all the weapons for that class. It's just like, mm. why can't you just use that to set your settings? Yeah. So that's a, that's a, I think that, I think that was also true of Battlefront as well, yeah. actually. Uh, except, except for the card system. The card system in Battlefront, you had to set out of ba- battle, hmm. but your loadout, I think you had to set in battle. <laughs> it was weird. What about? But it's a very beautiful game. Uh, like I said before, like if you've got a, your, yours or my system, Dan would have no problem with it, and it's mm. it's well, my system has no problem at all. It runs yeah. on like a solid one twenty frames. Well, it's I'm like upgrading next year anyway, so <laughs> theoretically, graphically, it shouldn't run as bad as it does. Like I had the single player on medium, and that was fine. But once you got the multiplayer, it's like, wow, this runs really bad. Mm. The trouble is that because it's apparently CPU limited now, it still complains that it's a frame rate problem because it's. Literally. Because the result is yeah. a frame rate. Yeah, the yeah. result is a frame rate problem. So I turned everything down and it didn't get any better, really. It got slightly better. Yeah. What CPU are you run? I have no idea. It's it's an, so I, an i7 of some kind. Yeah, some kind okay. of i7. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if my nine, my old 920 probably wouldn't have cut it. But it does make good use of multi-threading, as I noticed while watching my six core processors like, uh, output. Mm. It's like, you know, it's pretty even, it's reasonably even spread compared to some games across the entire processor. Would it still be your, the best kind of multiplayer shooter of the year so far for you, Zek? you prefer it over Overwatch or whatever? I don't. Let me, let me put it that you way. Don't. I, think Over, yeah. I think Overwatch is the better game. But... Yeah. Well, it's kind of too different it is the same <laughs> it's been so different yeah. <laughs> but if I was to say shoot multiplayer shooter of the year well yeah I think I would make well no, I don't think I've played enough of either really to right. definitively say one way or the other maybe what, I'd get what would be, if we, we, we might need yeah. to <laughs> if you were going to play a multiplayer online game and you couldn't play Rocket League or TF2 <laughs> what would you pick that's a good way of wording it <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've got any other ones at this point, really. Mm. Okay, cool. Battlefield 1, it's Battlefield good. 1, it's good, yeah. It's a good one. We've got COD Infinite Warfare and Titanfall 2 competing. Well, we didn't mention that, but COD's actually reviewing pretty well. Oh, no, we didn't. You did mention that. Mention We totally did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. I'm forgetting. What, Battlefield 1 has clouded my vision yeah. so <laughs> for now. the last hour. Uh, I still I, I sort of, I'll... I sort of hope that Battlefield One is still warming up for, for World War Two. I don't know what title they call it, but yeah, nineteen forty-four. <laughs> yeah, I guess they could. Anyway, nineteen forty-two. Battlefield Two. Oh wait, no, we can't do that. Yeah, it'll just be Battlefield II. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except I think Battlefield 2 was II, wasn't it? No, it was a big no. two. Oh, no, it was a big, big, big red, red two. two. Big, big, big red two. How do you remember? Yeah. 
Ja. Ja. Yeah, so there's that. What else have we been playing? Uh, I'll play anything. Uh, I, I, I finished Costume Quest. Yep. Um, we put the video of that up. Yeah, so I... I, I uh, Halloween. I specifically haven't been talking about me playing that so as to keep that a little bit secret. Like, you know, <laughs> secret to come up. So the video went up and I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah there we go. Um, it was a nice coincidence that it was a nasty Vader Z list at Halloween time. Uh, Halloween yeah. Time. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I played through all of that main game now and 100% of it and because it's not that difficult to do. No. 100%. Um, there are there are things to really like about that game. Uh, let's put it this way: like, so the the writing is top notch. Yep, it's really very it's pretty funny in places. Total banana fest. Um, it's, is Tim Schafer actually involved in that one, or was he just? Was it just? I've, got no, I've got no idea. Actually, I think it. No, yeah, no, I've, I've absolutely no idea. Can't 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 say for sure. Hmm. Um, but yeah, just the the, the humour of the dialogue is pretty solid throughout. Um, Sweet. Very funny, sort of quite referential in places. Uh, you know, mm. um, you know, there's a bit, there's a bit where the stuff happens to a witch, and they go, "Oh, what a world! What a world!" You know, <laughs> <laughs> ah, what a world! What a world! It's a, it, yeah, it's pretty good like that. Um, uh, <laughs> it's it's hard to talk about. I mean, I know it's an old ass game now, like what four years, five yeah. years old, quite old, something like that. So maybe I can go into spoiler territory, but there's just. There's one bit where you're on top of a Ferris wheel, and then it's and you have to go through like a bit of a, a mini puzzle to well, it's not really a puzzle, but you have to do something in order to be able to get up there in the first place, um, thanks to the power of algebra. Um, and then, <laughs> in order to get down from it, they're like, oh, "What? How the hell are we going to get down? But we got all the way up here. How, like, how do we get down?" And then it just fades out and then fades back in, and it's like, wow, that was amazing. Yes, that was a totally practical and plausible solution. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't tell you how they got that. Oh, it's great. <laughs> the, the game is just filled with real stupid, like, knowing things like that. It, it's pretty great. Um, that aside, the actual gameplay part of it is remains way too simplistic for its running time. Mm-hmm. Like, the combat is, like, it has RPG combat. There's quite a lot of it, but it becomes tedious. Because there is basically nothing to it other than attack that guy. He's got the lowest health. Let's get rid of him first. Uh, oh, I have my special. I guess I'll use that then because it does damage. Um, you can sort of improve your win rate. Well, because you, you, I didn't really die until the last boss. You can sort of improve things by like putting, choosing what your costumes that you bring to battle are, and uh, which basically only changes their special. Um, and you can attach battle stamps to one stamp per character which gives you a different ability of some kind right. but that's pretty much it that's all there is to it and that's all it is throughout the entire game um the only time i had to think about what i brought into the battle was on the final boss where i got owned twice and it's like okay now i actually do need to a specific load loadout for how i'm dealing with this um and as far as i can tell there's probably only one or maybe two good ways of doing that um the stuff I all had equipped was really not effective. Um, so I had to change my plan significantly. Um, but what that plan is, there isn't really anything to that plan. It's just like, bring the right stuff, you'll win. Um, which is a, yeah, it's a shame. It's like they, they, they have a solid premise and some quality animations in spots and a healing multicolor unicorn. 
and <laughs> you know it's <laughs> right there's, there's some good stuff in there um and you know and what from what i've seen of the dlc add-on afterwards it's like the actual quality of the costumes and the, the animations of the special attacks they throw in are all pretty inventive pretty good um it's just that the combat system is way too basic it's just so basic you long for the sections where you're not having to fight things. <laughs> uh, and the, the, it's core mechanic of trick-or-treating houses and it forcing you into a fight or you getting candy gets kind of old. I'm sure. Do you think it, it sort of made a potential template for, like, South Park? I suppose, uh, maybe. I mean, I guess South Park was, like, what, a couple of years after this? Hmm. The sort of low, but then you could also argue Penny Arcade fills this space. Yeah, right? Penny as Arcade. we mentioned in the video, as we mentioned, or even the video, like Penny... Paper Mario. I don't know. <laughs> no, unless Paper Mario is quite an epic, really, like the the good oh, Paper yeah. Mario. Um, oh yeah, totally. I'm just saying, in terms of style or whatever, like that does it really, really well. Yeah, I suppose paper, paper, the first two Paper Mario games and Mario and Luigi kind of do do that um, sort of simplified RPG. But then even those are more way more complicated than what mm. this does. Yeah. Um and probably more complicated than what Penny Arcade did, <laughs> you know. Um unless I forgot you about the Rain Slick Precipice of Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness, that's it. That's the name I couldn't yeah. remember. It's very similar. Yeah. I, I mean it, I, like the combat in that is probably not really any more complicated. Oh, no, there are, there's some strategy because there's items involved and, like, this, you know... You we don't necessarily have to use them. You don't know, no, but they're sometimes <laughs> helpful against certain enemies, aren't they? The, the clown... Well, you know, sometimes they're, like, a bit too specifically helpful. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is the enemy I have to use this item against because it's really obviously telegraphed. <laughs> yeah, but at least there's something there. Uh, and, I, and I felt like some of the fights in, like, Penny Arcade, at least, there were there was some strategy. Mm. Um, and you know, presumably, I haven't. I still haven't played it, but presumably, episode three, when you've got the time mechanics, yeah, that's being thrown in, way more complex. Yeah, things get <laughs> like an actual RPG. Yeah, I mean, Child of Light is another example of like, hey, it's fairly simple. It's simple mechanically, but its timer mechanics gave it just enough to keep it interesting and challenging in spots. It's a shame this has none of that. Things uh, get only really get mixed up on the box boss fights, of which there's like four. Throughout the entire game, and it's uh, and even even then, it's like they're not it's not mixed up and not enough. Mm. There's some good humor in those, though. Of course, play it for the lols. <laughs> is what I would say. Um, and who knows if they there there is a costume quest too, and who knows what they actually changed in that? I have no idea. But yeah, uh, but yeah uh, I, I I will probably finish that DLC as tedious as playing the fights might be i just want to see what i kind of just want to read it i want to read that game go and see if there's a localization file where it's all just in those text. <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you might not know what's going on you might need context no, just watch a let's play on youtube and like yeah, or, yeah, or go watch the first hour at happy Saturday. <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah that's it's pretty cool it, it's always oh, kind of cool let's put it's kind of cool uh, and that's kind of it, really. I've mm-hmm. actually sunk slightly too much time than I probably should have into Viva Pinata Travel in Paradise. Okay. Oh, it's, I, I needed a quiet game. I needed a slow game. I needed some. And Costume Quest kind of was that, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but 
I wanted something real slow one night, just to just to be just to be. I need to wind down because Viva Pinata makes me feel good. I friggin' love that game. Like it, it cannot be underestimated just how much I really enjoy playing it. It's 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 nice. There's always, there's always something to do. There's always something to plan, even though it's a bit hectic and a bit mad. Especially, I'm still in my first garden, but I'm getting to the point where I probably need to start making specific gardens for specific things. It seems and weird that that's the kind of game that you actually like because it's just like it's theoretically starting to edge towards the sort of Minecraft Terraria and vague like creation aspects where it's like it's not except it's not free, you're, not, you're not creating, but you are like building for a specific purpose and you do have to like create arrangements of stuff. Sure, but there's just achieve goals. I, I guess unlike those things, I feel like Viva Pinata has just more okay just more of everything like i need to do this thing to get this thing and oh here comes another thing that's doing something and how do i do this i've got absolutely no idea it's not like it's telegraphed in places it's like it is a bit more of a puzzle the first time you go through it yeah it's like oh what can i feed this thing to turn it blue you know it's just but then that's not necessarily always a good thing either at a certain oh point. yeah because it, it sure becomes it's... the, the cl- it turns into the old adventure game where it's like try everything with everything yeah <laughs> yeah don't get me wrong it does become that i'm still in the phase where it's like Oh, I'm rediscover. I'm rediscovering the game. Right You're now. rediscovering stuff that you've actually already no, know, and you no, just don't know. That no, I've you know. totally <laughs> forgotten. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff about that game I've totally forgotten. Um, yeah, I've, I'm starting to hit some annoyances where it still has the garden space problem yeah. from the first game is still present in this one, and it, that's a that's an issue because it's like. Actually, took me a really long time to try and simplify my garden enough to put another vehicle. Vehicle, (laughs) I I put another building in there. I I wanted a a romance hut, right? Yeah, for for flutter scotches, because conveniently you can romance all of those coloured scutter flotches, yeah, (laughs) flutter scotches in the same house, right? So I thought, oh, this will be a good way to get some progression. Just crap that out, right? I can get, I can get all five of or however many colours I've discovered out of this one garden. That'd be good. Um, uh. Yeah, but I had a real hard time just removing stuff from the garden so so it would allow me to build it. And every time you're going to the menu and you get to the menu and then you pick the pick the building you want and you pick it and you say, I'll have that, please. And then he goes, whoa, 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 you ain't got space for that. And it's like, well, okay, I'll come back out. I'll delete some stuff. I'll, 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 I'll check the space meter. It's like, okay, I seem to have a third of my garden free. And you'll go back into it. By the time you've gone back to the menu, stuff's been happening in your garden to fill that space up again. <laughs> Things have kept coming. Yeah. yeah it's like, hot damn it. <laughs> it's- then you have to go and meddle more. Yeah, which is why when the whole thing about... Yeah, basically what I've been doing is just going around going, I don't like taflies. I don't need any of these worms. <laughs> like, just sell them off for cash. <laughs> like... Just, just clearing my garden of, of, of pinatas so I can breed pinatas. It's weird. Yeah, the space limit problem is always like it's way too harsh. Well, I mean, I say it's way too harsh. There's a lot of stuff going on in your garden, but once you've got the biggest garden space, well, sort of the problem. The, with... the, actual, the, the I say space limit is like a complexity limit. Yeah, it's it, like it's not actually space. Yeah, not physical space. It's like this is just how much individual items you can have hanging about. Um, I mean, in the first game. And I get, I, yeah, I haven't played the same game, but I'm making assumptions based on how the first game worked. But like, the trouble with it is that you, you have to like build up to stuff. So you kind of inherently have to fill a certain amount of space with prerequisites for everything. Yes. So yeah. you have to have a specific goal in mind because it's like, I can't just build everything because that doesn't fit the space. I have to target a thing and then know what all its prerequisites are and then jam those in. Mm. 
So I haven't really engaged with any of the desert or ice mechanics either yet, like because those two areas are for trapping Pokemon that you <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon <laughs> yeah, basically that weren't in the that weren't in the game before. And it's like I've only engaged with that once as part of the tutorial hmm. because it's just been too much to do. Yeah. Right? Like it's like I've never felt the need to go and do all that stuff because it's just like I've oh, done so much. I haven't in, I haven't got involved with the helper system. I haven't got involved with produce yet. Um. Because I need milk for stuff, and I don't know how I never get to the cow level. I don't know. How, yeah, I don't know how I make milk yet. Um, Presumably, I don't know. Not out of cows, that would make much sense. I don't know. Or would it chocolate milk? Chocolate milk. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There's just so much about that game I've forgotten, and just rediscovering it is it's a, it's a, it's pure joy. That game, love it. It's one. Of, it's also one of those things. I'll oh, just play it for like. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I could play it for an hour. Yeah. Four hours go by, yep. and it's the middle of the friggin' night, and I'm like, "Oh no!" And I still can't put the controller down because, like, all right, I'll just finish this <laughs> yeah, thing. Just off. finish that one thing I'm doing, <laughs> and another hour goes. No, oh, it's it's brilliant. It's just brilliant. Okay, no, it's not the best game ever. Made. It, ha- it <laughs> has serious pacing flaws at the start of the game because <laughs> it just bombards you. Yeah. Um, but it is great. It's really great. And I'm not really seeing what the difference in this Travel in Paradise version is really. I know the trapping was new. <laughs> well, and... like, do you even remember the first one? I guess. No, not enough, it no. seems. I don't know what's new and what isn't. I'm sure there is, uh, there's a trick system. Like you can feed some pinatas foods and it will make them do a trick and then you can poke them with the trick stick at the right time to make it so they permanently learn that trick. <laughs> trick okay. stick. Uh, but, and that's another thing you can do to get progression. But... I haven't quite figured out what that's how that system works exactly because they'll do something and I think they might fail the trick a few times and you have to poke them at the right time when they succeed the trick to make them learn it. It's like I, I haven't quite figured that one out yet. Didn't quite understand what the mechanics are and there's, you know, I haven't I can't remember how you deal with the ruffians properly. Well, that you, was, can, you can pay them off. That but, was the big problem in the first game, where it's like there wasn't really shit you could do. And they I mean, just came in and fucked all your crap. Yeah, there's them, and now there's Professor Pester himself gets involved um, and basically just murders pinatas, yep. as far as I can tell. And it's like he, there's also some way of making him happy, which I think might be let him murder a pinata and then he leaves. <laughs> and it's. Yeah, so I, you know, there's, there's stuff I don't know. I mean, at least with the sours, you can. Uh, once you've tamed a sour, you can turn them off. Mm. So it, the, the tower of sour, <laughs> so so they Sad don't come in and so they don't come in and fight people or leave thistles everywhere. Uh, oh, it's a, it's a good it's a good game. I should I should probably have started playing the PC version, but I kind of want to leave that for video stuff. <laughs> Really? Like, yeah. Well, because the mouse control, right? Well, yeah. That, that one has mouse control. Whereas I'm playing the Trouble in Paradise on Xbone backwards compatibility because it came with Rare Replay, and it's see now it's like I was just trying to think of the other the other reason why this didn't seem like a game that you should play <laughs> or you should like. Whereas like oh well, obviously now you need to start playing like Stardew Valley or something because it's basically the same idea. Weirdly, sort yeah. Of. So but really. I never got into Harvest Moon. Mm. Well, I didn't get into Harvest Moon either. Okay. <laughs> the one or two times I tried. It's just like, that's actually too restrictive. Yeah, maybe I should so give... Like, Stardew Valley is a bit more of a, like, bit more lax. Maybe it. I should give Stardew... But uh, I, I guess I kind of like Viva because there is no goal. 
right? It's like, well, well I, I mean, actually, it's like it's all that, self-set goals. Yeah, but that should be a reason why I don't like it because normally I don't like games where there isn't a goal. Yeah. But the, but there are, in a weird way, there are goals, but there there's so many of them. <laughs> it's like it's the Metal Gear of gardening. Okay, like it's. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know. I don't understand it either. I really don't understand why I'm so into it. But I, like compared to other games of that of, of its ilk, I, I mean, suppose. it would make sense. With like, I guess, like maybe it would work for Stardew because I mean, it's the same thing with Stardew. There's technically goals, but in reality, the actual goal of Stardew is just do everything, mm. get the ability to do, make all the different crops, and then you know. And then do them. Yeah, and then just make, make a good farm. It's like it's not necessarily it's it's goals, but it's not really you know it's not like do this thing a specific number of times or whatever. I mean, the thing, <laughs> with, the thing with, that, that I worry about with Stardew and was also the thing I didn't like with Harvest Moon was elements of the repetition of it. Right? I mean, yes, there's there's bits of that in Viva as well as you're bloody trying to keep all your plants in check as yeah. they die and you have to replant them and then. Uh, I mean, you can get helpers at some point can automate some of that for you, but well, or pick, mean, pick up all the berries and sell them off for cash, you know, that kind of stuff. To some extent, that, you could say that's the same in Stardew, where it's just like you get the better tools to make it quicker to do the stuff that you have to do every day, mm. so you're not spending so long doing it. You're not spending so long actually farming, I suppose. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because I think there'll come a point where I'll need to go do other things, you know, and it's like, I don't want to do the farming today. Well, that's what rainy days are for. Hmm. <laughs> Especially in the early game where you only have a shitty watering can. It's just like, oh, it's rainy day. Great. Don't mm. have to spend any time walking around half four, fucking pouring water on every single square of this farm. Mm. <laughs> you just leave. Go do all this other shit. Weather. Weather, yo. Stardew still hasn't got its multiplayer update. That's, oh. that's still due for early next year, probably is it, January time. So is it, they're going for two player, aren't they? Well, or, or they, they haven't specified, but I assume two player <laughs> would make the most sense because mm. otherwise it'd be a bit ridiculous. Also, it would be weird with like the relationships, the relationship system. Are we going to have essentially two couples living in this one house? <laughs> like, can you romance, or can you even romance the two players? Can you romance each other? Yeah. <laughs> How is the mechanic for that? Yeah. Well, that'd be quite funny. Yeah, that would probably be kind of weird. That'd be quite nice as a couples game. Yeah. If that I mean, if it allowed that. Pretty much exactly perfectly designed for yeah. it. Yeah. Or or would it be a swingers game? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the way the relationship thing comes in, can you? If you do get the four two couples in one house, what yeah. the fuck's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Crazy fun people. <laughs> Pumpkins. Yep, that's what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> Beats and pumpkins. <laughs> it's cold tonight. Anyway, they did do a patch for Stardew before, just re- more recently, where they made different layouts for the farm. Or not exactly layouts. There's, they say it's like different styles of play, where it's like you have the like the river farm, where there's a lot more water, and fishing on your farm is more viable than it than the ponds that you normally get. Hmm. So it's like less land and more water. And then you've got like the forest farm where there's like the forest is encroaching on one side of the farm. So you get a constant supply of hardwood on your farm plot, but you get less land because there's trees. And so it's like, it's like different arrangements, but also slightly different gameplay balance because you get access to different resources at a different time. That's interesting. Yeah. I suppose it's a 
replay. They needed, yeah, yeah, they needed to introduce a reason to replay. Yeah. Well, or needed is a question because it's quite long, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, you could play. I mean, you could play it forever, technically, if you wanted to. Yeah. And you. You know, by the time that you've reached the end goal and like the three year time limit, you could, there's, you're not necessarily completely maxed out on everything you could do. Mm. I, I mean, still had plenty of space on my farm that wasn't really exploited at all, but I could have improved if I wanted to, but it wouldn't I'm, have served any real purpose. I'm assuming the game doesn't have a real failure state, right? So, no, I don't think so. Not so like you just don't, it. you don't do as well. You don't get a special item at the end, except I think you can still get that item if you complete the goals after the time limit and something happens or something. Fair enough. You just might get a bit of different dialogue, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely. Legendary ending. Yep. Pretty much. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, I don't think there's anything else. I another. I, I seem to have a thing for stupid little games at the moment. Mm. And... Uh, Oh, well, whilst playing Battlefield and yeah, um, but I've also sort of on the side been playing Jetpack Refueled from the Rare Replay Collection. Uh, it's kind of crap. <laughs> it's like it was trying to cash in on the early days of like uh, Xbox Live Arcade, I suppose, and you know, well, let's make a sort of slightly upraised version of Jetpack and have some particle effects going on and there'll be some smoke and yeah but it's <laughs> but it's still jetpack it's still jetpack and that's still all it is and it's except the effects make it make it more difficult to see what the hell is going on than this bloody spectrum version in some cases and it's it likes to flood the screen of enemies that you can do nothing about sometimes and like the enemy design is just a bit annoying and oh man i'm trying to get it because you you in like I'm, so I'm sort of trying to play it because the problem with rare replays is like you need to get the achievements in the games in order to get the stamps in rare replay, and the stamps are what give you access to the cool videos and behind the scenes stuff. Hmm. Um, so once you've started something, you kind of need to get as much of it as you can to get all the stamps, which means I should play some more Perfect Dark at some point theoretically. <laughs> but that's not that's not so much of a problem. Mm-hmm. And I've already, unfortunately, I've got quite a lot of stuff in Perfect Dark Zero because <laughs> I played that before and it just pulled the achievements and it's like, yay, don't have to do that one. <laughs> well, and Cameo, for that matter. Cameo pulled the achievements in for that. Um, well, it pulled the achievements from the original Xbox 360 version. Yes. That you played because, at launch. Yeah, because, because they're on back compat in Rare Replay, back, because they're on backwards compatibility, the Xbox 360 stuff. Right. Um, it ties the goals in Rare Replay to the achievements of the actual 360 version. Nice. So if you've already played them, it's like, oh, you just you just got those. Great. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll cool. just pull all, I'll just pull all those in. So yeah, in theory, I don't have to play Cameo. <laughs> oh. But I might. Cameo intrigues me. Like I played through that game. It was real short, so <laughs> it might be worth giving it a quick go. But uh, and nuts and bolts. I never played nuts and bolts. Oh no, that's a lie. I played the start of Nuts and Bolts and didn't like it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a weird game, that one. I don't know. That's a weird game. Some people like yeah. it. Some people talk about it way too much <laughs> on podcasts. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> and night. Night. <laughs> and that's me done. That's me done. Coolio. Sorry, I went on for way too long. Yeah. Zeg. Well, I don't think we have much else to say, I don't think. <coughs> what you've been playing, man? <laughs> Beyond, oh, Battlefield, etc. Yep. 
um, <coughs> you know, not really anything new, that's for sure. I continued to play Factorio, I guess. Why? I thought you said you were done. No, I said I was done with that achievement. <laughs> <laughs> I said I wasn't going to play unmodded Factorio anymore. Oh, right. Okay. Where's this going? Well, I, I said last week I'd started playing another one of the mods, and it's an okay mod, I suppose. But I'd spoiled myself by playing probably the best mod the first time I modded it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, I'm still, there's still opportunities for the actual game to change because there's still a few more, a couple, at least a couple more sort of major gameplay patches that are going to come before they reach their release target. Mm. There's been a lot of discussion lately about whether aliens should drop alien artifacts any longer and what the purpose of alien artifacts even is. Uh, they're alien. Well, yeah. The trouble is that, like, if you take yeah, you the, don't know what if you literally take the alien artifacts uh, artifact loot away from the aliens, it just makes the aliens even more of an annoyance than they already are. <laughs> they're just in the way, and you just have to go and clear them out when you want to expand. And it's just really, it's not fun, particularly. The combat system isn't very advanced. But at least you get the alien artifacts so you can make speed modules, I guess. <laughs> really the only thing they're used for. Or not just speed, efficiency and productivity modules. But it's just like, if you take the alien artifacts off the aliens, now they're just completely an annoyance. It's not even loot. <laughs> you don't even get a small sense of victory for destroying them and be like, oh, look at all these alien artifacts they got. But we'll see whether that actually happens or whether they think of some other thing to do with the aliens. Because mm. the combat in Factorio has always been like this weird sort of afterthought thing. But there needs to be some kind of reason to not expand and not pollute. So here's aliens. <laughs> Except they're not very advanced in AI or anything like that. It's just a thing to get in the way slightly. Could they have just had like you're being managed by some uh, international corporation and you have to meet certain goals in order to grant yourself a bigger footprint. Uh, well, you know, mate, well, I don't know, because the idea of a footprint is kind of awkward in itself to deal with, I suppose, because then you're like you're having to cram things into a limit. Mm. Well, I mean, it's a goal. But depends it's how it treats footprint, right? If it treats it in the same way as Infinifactory, then it's not so much of a problem. Well, I don't know. That might make it more of a problem. Just a number of pieces. Well, yeah, I suppose. Like a, like a unit cat. Yeah. I think it'd be like, it'd be more logical if, I mean, they already in one of the recent patches made it so like the further away from spawn you go, the richer the resource deposits are. Right, yeah. And that just sort of makes sense from how the game progresses. Yeah. Because you need more resources the, the longer you play. Yeah, the numbers need to get bigger. <laughs> So that sort of made sense, but it's like if you could come up with the trouble with fact, Factorio's world in general is that it's like it's just randomly generated. It's the same in every direction, and there's no reason for there to be different types of terrain. Really, mm. <laughs> it's like oh look, there's bits of desert, but that has absolutely no effect apart from making you run slightly slower because it's sand. <laughs> Can't get lots of silicon. No, there's no like specific resources per location or anything. And it's like, that's something you could do to make it slightly more, like, I don't know, you could make it so that maybe oil only spawns in deserts and then there's a specific kind of oil alien, that, oh, well, desert-based alien that only spawns in deserts. An oilian. <laughs> yeah. 
So you have this new, slightly different thing to deal with at a certain point in the game or something. I don't know. But then again, you know, that's a, once you've done it once, you've seen it. That's the trouble. The same trouble that I've always said about Factorio. Yeah. It's, it, the game isn't the items in the game. The game is figuring out interesting ways to deal with the production problems. Same as Infinity Factory. It's like you, you get a goal and you just have to do it. But the way you do it is up to you. So you can make your own ideas. I think Steam suggested to me the other day a, a game that looks like it's desperately trying to be Industry Giant. Yeah, I've I seen I can't that remember a what it was times. called. Like, it was just like Industry Manager. <laughs> yeah, it's called something dumb. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that looking around a few times. Industry Manager 2017, another thing. I, I saw TV ads for Agriculture Simulator. Farming Simulator? Farming well, Simulator, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> well, actually, if it was Agriculture Simulator, I'd be like, oh, that's new. No, I'm sorry. It's the yeah. new advanced version of Farming Simulator. <laughs> yeah, they've gone further. more fancy. There's a scythe. No, um, it's like, yeah, no, Farming Simulator 2017. It, like, it got TV ads. I mean, there was, like, there's been some hype about, about those kind of simulation games recently in the I mean, mainstream. I mean, media. I guess they make console versions now, so, you True. know, there's that. But there's been in the mainstream a little bit more people have been like, oh, I like playing these simulation games. They're kind of relaxing. Like Truck Simulator and stuff has been mentioned on the BBC several times for that kind of reason. Street mm. cleaning simulator. But it's like, why would people want to simulate an actual job? And it's like, oh, it's just a thing I do to relax. <laughs> I, guess, I guess they are no-pressure games because there's not like you have to actually succeed, right? Well, in some cases, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's goals, I suppose. Yeah, I, I guess that has to be now. They have to get to the point where you're not just driving a tractor about. Yeah, exactly. You have to park. harvest a certain amount of crops per year or something. It's the classic of trying to park a truck yep. in a long trailer. Yep. Jackknife it all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Euro truck simulator. I don't know how they well, do that in real American life. Well, there is now, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I played some more Factorio, and that was mostly it, apart from Rocket League. Didn't really play much. I'm still waiting for fucking Planet Caster. That'll be on the next podcast. It comes out in like one and a half more weeks, hmm. so I will definitely have played it before the next podcast. Okay, doggy. I'm I'm thinking of going in on Titanfall too, just yeah. that campaign. Just that's good. I don't, I don't know if I can convince Zach to play another multiplayer shooter. He probably won't like though. Well, he doesn't like Battlefield 1, so... Well, yeah. that's not true, but partially true. Well, I'm 0 for 2 this year. Getting Zach to play games like, like that he likes. It's like, admittedly, he's playing Battlefield, and I'm sure yeah. maybe it'll get better if we progress, right? Yeah. If we get the good stuff. Get some guns. But, you know... <laughs> be guns. I couldn't get him into Overwatch, which I feel... Okay, so, you know, I'm, I'm sort of... Yeah, but that, that's not because right it wasn't now. good, though. That was because of the content problem and I decided to make a stand on this one case <laughs> <laughs> on, on Overwatch right but oh but it's the best mm. interesting Dan you finished your game of Civ oh did you how do you know With that domination though well, you got the domination achievement <laughs> oh right yeah well it was the first game so I was like well I might as well get the domination Mur- might as well murder victory. everyone yeah well it, I don't know it's like it's like every Civ game it's like if you're dead right Zach it's the AI that's the problem with it always has yeah. been like the game's fine like uh, there's some bugs in it or whatever that I experience but I'm sure they'll patch it up or whatever but I don't know it's like why can't they fix the well, AI after all this time 
Well, would it be that if Zach bought a copy of the game, would you guys go multiplayer or not and try and, you know, the two of you know. versus the AI or, <laughs> well, on, on a harder setting? The, the trouble with multiplayer <laughs> is the problem of time. Oh, like, sure, time. But I think we ended up playing more of it. I think I've played more Civ Five in multiplayer than single player. <laughs> yeah, but that's not exactly saying much, though. No, no. You play that much Civ Five in total. Well, in the grand scheme of things, no, but it's still like 60 hours, which is like nothing for Civ, but it's like two games. I, I didn't realise I was going to get the domination victory. I didn't realise what the conditions were, because so, I didn't kill everyone outright. It's just like... You have to capture their capitals. Right, so that's what I did. it's still the same. As yeah, it, it is five. the same, yeah. But then their capital moves to the next thing, right? So is it their original? Yeah, but you only have to capture the, yeah, the original one. Oh, which I is see. why it can be slightly weird if someone else has taken over another civilization's capital. Because then you can take that capital and their capital. Oh, weird. But could you just take their capital? I don't know. Can you, what can you exact... tell that, or do you just have to know based on the name? Oh, yeah, well, I don't know if it says specifically. And the capital is basically the city they founded first. Yeah. Yeah. You, or, or what if you neglect your capital and make your second city massive or whatever? I don't think it matters. Right. Also, I don't know if you can. Transfer can you still capital, change yeah. capital like you used mm, to be able to? I don't know. Or you could like build the palace in a different city and it would move the capital mm. effect to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's in it that I noticed, but there's probably tons of stuff in there that I haven't noticed. Anyway, yeah, I still had that same thing about well, number one, the production of units being incredibly slow that i was complaining about last time um yeah. of course of course upgrading units is instant so yeah. so i basically had one army of like three or four dudes or whatever that i swept the entire map with <laughs> by just gradually upgrading them i mean i don't know well it's because like it's like you can upgrade them instantly and as soon as they start getting experience so they get levels yeah and you can give they them become perks, hardcore. then they become yeah. so much better <laughs> Yeah, they they become and now you can I don't know if you could before, but you can you can combine uh two tiles worth of units into one core and then you can combine more of those into an army. Right. So uh so you can effectively have like a four times strength unit on one square by building mm. more and merging them. Yeah, um, I feel I don't know whether that was introduced in Beyond Earth. I feel like it was. Because that makes that... more sense with the with the you know, unit per tile thing is you can actually, yeah. yeah, you have more space. So you don't have to have your giant army spread out after f- over 15 tiles. You can actually like concentrate their strength. <laughs> but then we're just back to stacks. It's like, yeah, really it's like a stack, but it's not. Obviously, it can only be of one type of unit. Sure. So, um, but yeah, so um, I just had samurai, right? I was like, well, I've, like I was saying last time, it's like, oh, I've got to build samurai because I'm a Japanese, I'm Japanese and I'm going to lose my advantage if the tech extends you know beyond the samurai so i I better start attacking people so i did and then um then upgraded those to whatever um infant musket men and then infantry and then mechanized infantry whatever and also i produced so many great persons it was getting ludicrous like i don't know you i have to have them standing around because i can't artists and stuff i can't build museums fast enough to actually handle their works so I just yeah. have like great people standing around my capital and then great generals. I just sort of, you can put them into an escort formation with, if you want, and they give like bonuses to units Those around units. them. But I got to a point where my whole army consisted of like, 
Um, one unit at a general. On yeah, one time. unit at a general on every time. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> just, just got really, really stupid. It took me a while to realize that um, some of the generals don't give bonuses beyond a certain tech level. So I actually had. Oh, you had like obsolete generals. Obsolete generals, yeah, which I needed to then retire and convert into units, which I then needed to upgrade in order to do anything with them. But yeah, and also the 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 escort formation thing is a little bit dodgy, where sometimes they sort of get visually left behind, kind of Uh, weirdly. Yeah, the the kind of classic visual bugs that you'd occasionally get reviewed at some like one unit in a formation would get left behind yeah, or like exactly like one of them would take an exceptionally long time to travel to whatever time you just moved them to and the animation would kind of get stuck or something well the animation's fine but it just sometimes they get a bit left behind and it looks a bit weird but anyway um yeah so i didn't have to i don't know i i i was putting dudes in all the cities that i was taking to defend them but no one ever yeah, yeah. came to attack them so i was like i might as well just keep them part of my army and just carry well, on Well, it's like in the modern civ case you almost don't have to leave dudes anyway because of the city defense mechanic where yeah. the city is basically a unit itself itself which is good and then and so i was going around um sweeping the map up because i because of course the enemy civs look scary at first because they have so many cities and it looks like they have so much territory but then you realize that all their cities are shit yeah and their and their tech is two levels behind yours um and it actually sucks to capture all these cities because you're like oh what am i gonna do with this crap yeah that's that and then i came across that problem again so of course now you can i don't know if you exactly what the options were before but you can you only have two choices which is capture the city or raise it now oh, i think they, they got were, rid of puppets yeah they got rid of puppets at least oh. for now so i was capturing them all at first and then i started raising them all pretty much yep. apart from the capitals so i think next time around i might raise more although you get a really bad penalty for because fuck them and also because they're bad know. cities, and at a certain point, if they're a bad enough city, they're actually consuming resources, not producing. Oh, okay. I don't think I had that problem, but it actually makes the game... turns the game <coughs> from a fun thing where you're thinking, oh, how do I upgrade my awesome city with the next tile, to, oh, come on, just just build a granary, just move on to the next fucking well, yeah. city. It's just like, also, that's the... Uh, yeah. It's it was a problem in the old city games, especially yeah. where it's just like at a certain point, every time you found a city, you just queued up every building that you knew you were going to build, and then just left it because it was too because it was really annoying to come back every yeah. single time when it yeah. finished something. I like, think that's okay, the, that's probably the trick I missed was queuing up buildings on those shitty cities that I didn't care about. Was, doesn't they get to a point in the tech tree where you don't need to build things like granaries and? Temples. To be honest, my tech my tech advance was much faster than me managing to build shit, especially on those later cities that I'd captured that were didn't Rubbish. have the basics. Had yeah. Bad production. Yeah, and it's because the AI has put them in stupid places or whatever that don't have good well, resources. The AI still just like tries to cover the terrain with a maximum density of cities, essentially. Well, I guess it sort of does. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's not good. Like they should. The problem I always always is try it, to fix because, like, is it a difficulty level thing? Because I know, like, the AI gets cheaty as you. Start well, that's what I heard. So I just well, put like, it on the default level, which is Prince, and I'd heard that if you put it up, it just starts cheating rather than doing. Yeah, I don't think it actually gets smarter. I think it just gets more free stuff. 
essentially. And like the combat is fun. I I quite like it. You know, all the 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 mil- military maneuvering of taking the cities and stuff. That was quite fun with my army and stuff. But I was basically like, it was mechanized inter- infantry versus horses at some points, and it's, <laughs> this is like ridiculous. The amount of horses I saw cantering off after their owners got machine gunned to death. <laughs> well, it's because everyone loves horses in the early game. Yeah, but they don't upgrade their units. No, like, they don't. Or, and it's probably because they can't afford to. But then yep. when you get them in a tight spot, they start like um, instant building units with cash, which is ludicrously expensive, but they have to. But they should have been upgrading their units as they went along. And then they... and then. <coughs> I like the kind of, I know it's a stupid big board game, but I, I like the kind of historical kind of non-simulation of it. Like, I'd quite like there to be wars, you know, where of a similar tech level throughout history. Mm. It would make a lot, uh, I, I'd find that much more fun, I think. Uh, although I don't know how I'd have an advantage. Maybe if I was just one tech level above. The other thing was that, like, you have this Cassus Belli, like, because you get quite a big warmonger penalty, yeah. Um everyone hates you basically. I, I I I mean I couldn't even when I wasn't attacking people I couldn't stop everyone hating me. Um but um at least at first anyway. But um depends it's like the only way I counter some of that stuff that you're talking about there especially with the tech tree stuff is like perhaps if if espionage was somewhat if was more effective. Well espionage is in the game again. Uh, yeah. From the start, like if it was if it was more effective, so like the chances are, if if a certain number of enemy nations have a tech, for instance, the chances of you being able to just—I well, mean, that that was attached to a wonder, where there was a wonder mm. you could do where if two nations had a tech, you got it automatically. Yeah, but uh, that should be sort of—I uh, I think that should be sort of like a core mechanic of espionage or of alliances or something like yeah. that, where it just comes a point where. By the nature of the world, that it filters down to you, especially as you get more modern. Yeah, I um, mean, my my problem with the espionage mechanic is, I'm sure it's great or whatever. It's probably fine, but um, it's the same problem as everything else, where it takes freaking 15 turns to build a spy. Yeah, and it's like this is no good. Like, well, you sort of just got spies, didn't you, in Civ Five? Like, you didn't build them. You sort of just oh, got right. them by meeting certain conditions. Yeah, they weren't really. A unit necessarily. No, we didn't move them, but you you told them to go somewhere, and it took them time to get there. And then when they got there, you could tell them to spend time. It's basically like scouting in FIFA in a way. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I I did build one or two, but I mean, and they were good because they do reveal what the enemy's doing. Like that's the best part of them, I think, is them like unveiling the map around kind of where the Mm. enemy city is, rather than the things they're doing. Um, But yeah, like I say, like it takes. It you know it takes turns to build um, spies, which I could, and could be building military units, or I could be building freaking buildings, which I was, most of the time is what I was doing. Um, so and it's this like this is one of those things that may, like, like XCOM. There's going to be some good mods to tune this stuff. Uh, maybe. Probably. I mean, I quite like the base game. If the if the again, uh, what I wonder about the AI is like, couldn't they get some consultancy to like like redo it and like ab- apply some deep learning or some shit to isn't it? this the whole problem of every video game ever at this point where we're in, this, in yeah, the but... age of like every game is just a new skin on an old thing yeah <laughs> yeah but this it, it does like sound a... like they just haven't changed the ai tech like ever probably not i mean I, I i feel like you could apply some machine learning to that 
because there must be so much training data and it's basically a board game of moves it's not something like where you may have to make real-time decisions like a driver tar or no, whatever it's, it's, a, um, it's a chess problem but just you know fairly complicated but yeah but just magnified or whatever and it doesn't have to be like the thing about the alpha go or whatever is like go is simple rules but insanely complicated but that computer had to beat the best in the world or whatever or the best way mm. and the ai for civ doesn't have to beat the best in the world at civ no it just has to provide it just a fun game a, it just has to be a competent human equivalent yeah yeah so um yeah i don't know uh, but I, I i did enjoy it i mean i i think it looks great uh, i like really like the city building stuff like i said last time um I mean, the it civics thing... It doesn't feel like thing... they've made a bad sieve, if you know what I mean, no, but they no, just haven't necessarily good... pushed it forward. The thing about it was, was the ice wars. Was like, there was a lot of hype about it, and everyone was infused, and it doesn't sound like it's a bad game, but no, literally everyone on my Steam list that was playing it finished the game they were playing and then hadn't played it since. Yeah. <laughs> well, and to the single person going after they got the end game achievement. It's a bit of a slog, isn't it? So I might start again now, but... Um, um, yeah, um, and aim for a different victory type or whatever, but I don't know exactly which one. I don't think I've, I don't think I've won a game of Civ Five. I think I always got to a problem where I was in trouble. But I want to know how many cities do I want to have to go for a, a science or a culture victory or something? Like, because I have about three before I started doing, you know, attacking people. I mean, the weird thing about in Civ Five, at least the culture, you could it was almost easier to do a culture victory with just like one, or mainly because of the way the culture penalty worked in Civ 5 where it's like you got penalized if you had too many cities oh interesting I don't know if that's still the case but I'm wondering in Civ, if I, in Civ 5 I think three. the most effective culture victory I had was that I probably only had like three cities yeah, right. I just built very carefully positioned cities and then maxed out the culture what's the criteria for culture victory again you just, just well I don't actually of... know if it's different in Civ 6 now but it used to just be basically certain buildings and stuff, like certain actions would accumulate culture, and then you had to progress through the like culture te- tech tree, essentially. And if you once you got right. a certain amount of culture tech, or was it the social so, social skills? Was it the there was a there was a hot, there was an extra tree? And, yeah, there was a, like a, a perk tree. Yeah, it's a perk tree essentially. And yeah, if you got a certain number of those, wasn't it? It just basically said, oh, now you can go for this one. Yeah. And then if you got that one, that was like, oh, win condition. Yeah, the Utopia project or whatever it was called. Yeah, <laughs> something along those lines, I'm sure. Mm. Not a very complicated win condition, really. It's just like you just have to play slightly differently with like up land upgrades and stuff. Uh, you have to be, presumably you have to be quite careful like you're vulnerable to attack right with only three cities or well not really I mean there's uh, it, it's weirdly balanced I mean you can concentrate your forces better with you get the benefit really. the benefits of that you get from having high culture sort of balance out the negatives of not having a very big civilization mm. essentially I mean I guess it has to <laughs> because that's the way it would work to yeah. make it an equally viable Make it yeah. I think I might have more fun going for something like that this time next time around. I mean, I got I did enjoy the ridiculous military conquest, sweep everyone around, um, and you can you don't need any naval units to cross the sea with your army or whatever. I don't know if you did before, but no, because they can just embark now. I mean, yeah. it makes them vulnerable to attack, but yeah, if you're careful, you just make yeah. sure there's nothing that can get to you in time. Yeah, nothing there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else to say about it right now. I might have to try for those other 
uh, victory condition. I mean, I might try for the science one, but it looks like it'll take forever because I think wow. you have to do each part sequentially. Like, yeah. like you have to like do the project that puts a satellite in orbit and then do the moon mission and then do the bloody blah blah. Well, I mean, I, you can't... like presumably it's still more or less tied to the progression of the victory anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, by the time I, that that was the trouble is I was way ahead in terms of tech before I managed to like because it takes so long to build a spaceport, for example, like twenty turns to build a spaceport. Um, uh, that that that's the feeling for me was I was I was zooming ahead in terms of tech and civics, uh, and not in terms of production. And it's not like I wasn't improving production in my cities. In fact, I was building buildings to improve production, like factories and things. Um, like, because I was Japan, I had the electronics factory, mm. which uh, improves production even further, I think, if you have electricity. Um, yeah, I don't know. May I, yeah. I, I think maybe I should have focused more on production gains in the cities earlier on, because then, then the amount of turns for each build is lower, I suppose. Then it yeah. would make, then it would be better, maybe. I don't know. But I, I well, tend to, like, because the cities don't complain if you have low production. They complain if you have low amenities or low, <laughs> yes. yeah. They don't like, like it. Yeah, or the, low I mean, housing, the old, yeah. The, the old trick in Civ Five was, like, you had to leave forests so that you could build sawmills on them when they became available. Because mm. the yeah, sawmills well, gave you such a production boost. Yeah. I think they're available straight away now, um, I think. Really? Even in the ancient days? Or something. You can build some kind of log in camp or whatever yeah, it would be called, on, I'm sure. On yeah. wood, yeah. And what do they call it when you're like managing a tree farm? There's a name for it. Um, oh, uh, coppicing. Arboretum? Arboretum? No, it's not an arboretum. No, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a word if you're like a coppice it? man. No. You're it's oh, too close to, ar- to like abattoir, but not. Arborist? Ar- Arboreous? Know what I'm saying? <laughs> Arborist. It's one of those words. Yeah, there's a word for a tree farmer. That sounds quite a lot like <laughs> murdering cattle. Right. It's a, it's a weird word. Catalyst. No. It's <laughs> a cattle farmer? Abattoir. <laughs> Jesus. I'm an abattoir. <laughs> I'd quite like to get your perspective so if you eventually play it, to be honest. Because mm. seeing as you played all the previous ones more than me, yeah. But um, yeah. So you know, because expansion-wise, it's like well, they already have a lot of features. So yeah, it does sound like they kept more of it in this time. Yeah. So maybe they'll do the the AI expansion where it's the same, <laughs> but it's better. <laughs> that would be weird if it was like a sort of DLC, not just a patch. Mm. Yeah. I don't that, know. That would be weird. Yeah. It would be weird, but people might like it. Hey, we added civitars. <laughs> yeah, civili- I mean, why civilization not? Civilization That's what, I mean, you know, I work with the guy who invented drivatars. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like new machine learning te- techniques, and all the trouble is mostly that you don't have enough training data, but there's tons of, they must have tons of training data on Civ of real Every, people playing it. Pretty much any multiplayer game, in theory, they could watch, right? And be like, oh, okay. Yeah. We'll just watch that for a while. Yeah. Depending on how they do their infrastructure, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did say, like, when they were running closed betas and stuff, that they did essentially collect a bunch of data like that to help them balance the game. 
it didn't give him enough yeah. time to put it in place by the sound of it. I mean, well, that's, that, is the, that is the problem, right? Putting it into place here is the tricky bit. I mean, people are really complaining about just basic things in the AI. Like, for example, if someone offers a deal and then you start, you muck around with the deal to make different offers. Oh, they, they always say no. Yeah, but and if you then go back to the original deal, then they'll say no. They'll say something different from what they. Yeah. Well, I mean, that could that kind of always yeah. Happen. I guess that yeah. could that, that sense, could still so. also technically be a realism thing where it's like yeah, maybe I offered you Stop this deal, but now us. you fucked us around for ages. Yeah, maybe I guess so. so. If, you really, if you really want to deal, the terms have changed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think sometimes you can get them to be happy with a deal that's actually worse than the one they. Um, uh, well, I mean, that should before. theoretically be realistic that, yeah, as well. Yeah. That should be yeah. negotiable, right? That should yeah. be part of the part of the process. Part but of it virtually never works. It should be, yeah, but it ne- it never worked out that way. The deals you made with AI players were never in your favour. It was mm. like it was just impossible to to make it that way. Mm. Um, you know, whereas Zach and I could do dodgy dealings on the side when yep. we're playing multiplayer to be like, hey, you know what? We'll trade every single luxury resource. Yeah, we'll sort this out. <laughs> we'll make sure we have the ideal scenario. <laughs> nice. What so you can get to whatever what whatever victory you were planning on? It was just a happiness that. thing back in right. five. Because every luxury resource you got gave you more happiness, so you could be build oh, bigger okay. civilization or whatever. I think we bailed right. on our, the the one we played the longest, right? Because it just went kind of. Or I got murdered. well, it went bad for you. Yeah, I got murdered. <laughs> like was it the, the Norwegians or something? Just had it in for me the entire game. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, just went after they just, you. They just just stomped me. I'd, yeah, I'd real. Oh no, was it? I was Japan, and they had the single worst like barbarian problem, <laughs> like right at the start of the game, which held right. me back for ages. The barbarians came back in my one. Like by the time I had a fucking helicopter that went around the map, <laughs> murdering them at the end, it was ridiculous. Well, I literally could... had one helicopter unit that I'd upgraded from like cavalry at one point, and it was so it had such extreme range that I just sent it. I had the one unit flying around, so my entire army was on the other continent, blowing, you know, killing the the last enemy civilizations. Meanwhile, back at home, I didn't have any military apart from this one helicopter that was flying around killing barbarians for about fifty years. They, they, you could argue that they represent the ancient tribes, but are for some reason not friendly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was weird. We can we can rainforest tribes, yeah. And they're going to kill us with sticks <laughs> and mind-altering drugs. Siv. Yep. It's a game. <laughs> right, I think that might be it. Yep, I think it might be. Mm, it's time to think about food. <laughs> Not much to think about. There will be food. Yep. What kind? Well... <laughs> I'm sensing a high likelihood of pizza. Well, me too. But there is, there is a kippers and jammy involved tonight, so yeah, there that was... still doesn't really negate the chance of pizza. No, well, no, but... no, mate. <laughs> okay, <then. laughs> okay. Thanks for joining us, Kippy? listeners. Uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for another salad cast. In the meantime, check out Costume Quest video on um, Happy Salad, so you don't have to play the boring gameplay and just. See the funny jokes with our own stupid jokes on top. So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much true. And uh, they are pretty stupid. And we'll catch you next time. So see you then. There's another Sonic Heroes video to go up next. So that, like, that nightmare continues. Yep. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. If you like what you hear, subscribe.
Yeah. <laughs> Stop striking a cat. Now stand up. Uh, <laughs> try not to strike your cat. Try not to strike your cat. Yep. Good job. Bye. Goodbye.